2: What time is this? I'm a fighter. I'm a competitor.
3: We're we'll going to have some fun tonight.
2: Never again
3: will I take a backseat to anybody in this business now. It's Magnus time. We the people! I'm a carter, and the world needs us.
1: I'm the beast and the best. Paul, say something
2: stupid. I'm afraid
1: I've got some bad news.
0: Tonight I am personally going to make sure what happens is best for
1: business. (laughs) S-A-W-F-T, soft. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: wrestling
4: to the mat!
2: And here's your hosts,
5: Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Lazar!
6: Alrighty, do you feel that? That's some New Orleans jazz going on right there. And that means we are really, really close to WrestleMania 30 happening. In fact we are from the moment we are recording this, we're about like two days away. And the Hall of Fame is very even closer. So this is just gonna be the awesome time of the year. We're all excited and but hey, This is also Wrestling to the Max episode 85 part 1. Because, hey, we gotta give TNA and NXT their time, right? Because we got too much crap going on for Monday Night Show... But, Gary, please let everybody know what else is going on.
7: Well, that's right, everybody. We do have a show that's going to contain TNA NXT, and that is because they are very important to us, so they are kind of close to our hearts, so we have to cover them. We don't want to miss them, like Sean said, so we are going to talk about that. Not only that, we're going to talk a little bit about WrestleMania and some personal things. You know, a couple of these guys on this podcast have actually been to a Wrestlemania. So we're going to kind of talk about some of their experiences actually being at a live show. Kind of talk about, you know, what they like and maybe some of our favorite moments of Wrestlemania. So you'll get to get, you know, a little insight on our take on the whole Wrestlemania event. Also, guys, we're going to talk about chasing the title. Now, what are we talking about when we're talking about chasing the title? We're talking about this whole thing with Daniel Bryan. You know, there's a lot of controversy with fans. Should Daniel Bryan get this big payoff at WrestleMania or should the, the chase continue? Does it matter? How does the chase, you know, impact Daniel Bryan? How does it impact us as fans when Daniel Bryan wins? If he wins, will it be a letdown after his championship run begins? We'll have to talk about that a lot, big stuff this week. Um, but guys, you know, before we jump into all this great stuff and, you know, kind of get the show going, how things been going? Do you guys have a good week, you know? Yeah, uh,
8: yeah. I had to write a research paper this week, so that was fun. But I've been sparsing it out watching WrestleMania stuff since Chris said he started watching. I was like, man, I should do that too. So I watched 13 last night.
7: Oh, good times. Not, yeah, for certain. For certain. You know, it, it's been kind of tough for me this week. It, it just seems like everyday work's been later and later. So I haven't got a chance, but hopefully tomorrow after work, I'll jump in with you guys <laughs> and watch some of these big <laughs> wrestling. I want to watch this whole Legends of WrestleMania thing. So I'm hoping if I don't watch anything else, that's all I watch. But we'll see. Sean, how about yourself, man? How have things been going on your side of town?
6: Oh, been going okay, I guess. Uh, actually had to call in to work today because my wife started, like, she came, she had to walk a long distance from the doctor and she came in and kind of collapsed on the floor and, like, she got up but it was kind of one of those, like, she didn't know what just happened and she kind of did it a couple more times and uh, she didn't want to go to the hospital but I couldn't leave her like that with, you know, having a almost three-year-old now and so I was like, well, the only good thing is we don't have to start at three in the morning <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> and I could actually finish that round table. I was supposed to do. So, or if not, I would have been yelled at. Cause that's one of the most important things that uh, we do all year. So mm-hmm. I would have felt terrible if I uh, had everybody at four one yelling at me, how is this not done yet? What's going on? <laughs> uh, but it's okay. Uh, got it done. Thankfully, hopefully we can get figured out whatever's going on with her by right now she's asleep
7: so well Hopefully she feels better. I, you know, I just
6: hope Bambino doesn't decide he wants to start barking or nothing. We have him for a while.
7: <laughs> oh boy, we all know, you know, especially people who've been listening a while. The joys of Bambino. Uh, everybody's heard my dogs bark and freak out on this show before, so hey, it comes with the territory when you listen to us. Okay.
6: At least you have a lot more space. I literally have a wall that separates. Yeah, I get. My yeah. My two rooms. So if he starts doing anything, we're all gonna it.
7: <laughs> <laughs> sleep, Bambino. Be- you know, sleep, enjoy it.
6: But to go on with what y'all said, I I did watch one of the WrestleMania todays. I thought it was very well done. We can get into it, I guess, later. But uh, I plan on probably watching the other two. And, of course, that to the WrestleMania one, which actually happened right after SmackDown went off. But I was trying to watch all the shows we got to watch for this. So, uh, tomorrow, my day, I got like a Thanksgiving. The good thing about the other good thing about having Friday off, or today having a call out was I got like a four day weekend.
7: Yeah. Saturday oh. and
6: Sunday and Monday off. So.
7: Man, that's awesome! You you sure are lucky. I'll have to say that, I have to work. The only
6: know. time I ever ask off at work, <laughs> WrestleMania
7: time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Well, I hope you enjoy all that time off. I know it's going to be much needed, especially with all this stuff going on. Uh, you know, you write columns, you do a lot of other stuff. And, uh, of course you do video game stuff, not only with this wrestling, uh, portion of your life. So, Hey, you know, take a little time to relax in those few days you have off. Um, you know, myself, I'll be working up until tomorrow night. And then after that, I am home free. I'll get a chance to check out all this great stuff, the hall of fame tomorrow night. Uh, and then of course the WrestleMania 30, that'll be a really fun for me and my days off. So I cannot wait. It'll be great. Um, but I know everybody else out there is excited, so we'll go ahead and you know fill you in on what we see on Monday because uh, Monday will be our big show. Don't forget to check that out. We're going to have hopefully some other special guests. We haven't confirmed anybody yet, so I won't mention anybody, but we're hoping to have some special guests show up with us on Monday and join us and have a great time having a conversation about everything we got to see at WrestleMania 30, all the spectacular moments on that special Monday night Raw after WrestleMania 30. So a lot of talk about that, you know, when that time comes. But now, uh, before we jump into some news, we are going to stop and take a station identification.
5: Wrestling to the Max is brought to you by DirtSheets.com Radio. The home for all your wrestling news, reviews, and hot wrestling opinions. Only on DirtSheets.com Radio.
6: Alrighty, well, let's try to make this a quick one, I guess, or whatever we. I uh, hopefully we plan on not making this a whole three-hour thing. I'm sure people have other things to do this weekend. Uh, well, you know, pretty much this is WrestleMania weekend, so as I mentioned when we were talking about it just a little bit ago, there is a WrestleMania preview roundtable up. I had to organize everybody's thoughts all together in two parts. There were so many people that actually contributed. I had to split it into two parts. It goes from the pre-show match all the way to the Shield 6-man. And then it picks up from John Cena and Bray Wyatt all the way to the end to the what we think is going to happen in the main event. So, if you, you know, are one of those that really likes to read things, getting hyped for WrestleMania, read everybody's thoughts, you know, go over to fullmanmania.com's Wrestling Zone. It'll be right there the main picture. Uh, Roundtable preview. Um, there, I think there's like 11 or 12 guys that went went through that, including me. So, that's that was a lot to go through and a lot for you all to read. So, hope you enjoy it. Uh, there's also, of course, if you are listening to us for the first time, Today, for some reason, thank you. Uh, we always appreciate anybody listening to us. It's great. Of course, if you are listening to us, make sure you review us on iTunes. Review us on Stitcher. Uh, you know, put those five stars right there. Just like you know, if we gave you uh, like I watch a great match, if we give you a great podcast, put that five stars on there so that uh, or five snowflakes, however you want to mention the term. But either <laughs> way. Uh, <yeah. laughs> Hey, they look like asterisk snowflakes or whatever, you know, except the one on iTunes actually has stars, so that's that's all right. Um, you know, there's also other places you can listen to us, tune in Xbox music, uh, Blackberry. I wonder, I wonder if we're actually on there or not. You know, suppose they said they had so much demand that they had to like weed through whoever asked, I'm sure. Like I said, I wonder who really actually even has a Blackberry nowadays. Um really uh just again. Appreciate you guys listening. And make sure you listen on Tuesday, as Gary mentioned, because it's going to be our big WrestleMania 30 review show and our Raw review show. And just that's going to be awesome. Whether we have the same two guys that you heard on the previous show or we have some other people, who knows, who will decide to show up and who decide will call in. And right now, if you're listening, you can call in, which, Lord bless you, it's 2 o'clock in the morning around where I live. Uh, you can dial 972-591-8636 or you can just chat with me here in the speaker chat by hitting that speech bubble on the show page when you go to the live episode that's going on right now. So, whatever you decide to do, whether you listen on demand live or just whenever you feel like it, be sure to let us know. And you can even email us at max at com. and hey, it'd be nice to get an email from somebody. I do get them a couple, you know, sometimes from usually the four and one folks. Uh, so if you want to email us some, ask- Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
6: details. Ask us questions or just tell us how crappy or how great we are. That'd be, that'd be cool too, you know? That way we know what we're doing wrong or what you don't like so maybe we can think about fixing it or something. Anyway, let's get on to those Quick Its.
3: It's time for wrestling news Quick hits
7: All right, everybody, it is time to talk some news. And before we jump into that, though... Uh, we may be having some audio issues. I'm not for certain. If we're, if we're not, guys, and everything's going smoothly, don't worry about it. We are not worried. I uh, just noticed, Sean, your mic was kind of going in and out a little bit. Um, it may be great on the recording, so we won't have to keep on that. But, you know, Sean will check that out while we're talking. And if you did not get a chance to hear that number a while ago when he was talking about it, the number for to call in, everybody, is 972-591-8636. Just in case you missed that uh, when Sean was giving you that second ago. Uh, but, you know, guys, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of rumors in the news right now. You, you know, leading up to WrestleMania is kind of a tough time news-wise because... Honestly, most of it's based around WrestleMania and there's no secrets coming out of the company cuz no one wants to get fired. So, <laughs> they want to keep <laughs> their mouths shut. So, we don't get a whole lot of great, you know, gems right now. That's okay because there's a few things you need to know. One of those things is that Piper's Pit is back. Now, I'm not sure how many of you guys have listened to the Roddy Piper podcast in the past. Uh, he kind of stopped doing it for a little while. I think he had mentioned that you know, He didn't have a great way of doing it, and so he just stopped. Um, but guess what? Podcast One is out there, they have a lot of guys Stone Cold, Jim Ross, Jericho Show, all great shows. They wanted to go ahead and bring, uh, you know, Piper's Pit to their you know place of business, and so it's going to be great, it's going to be fun to listen to. I know I'll be a regular listener, um, because I listen to all the other three guys every week, so. You know, if you get a chance, go check that out. Uh, also, guys, something else we kind of want to jump into. Um, they just revealed the WrestleMania 30 set. Now, I know I just got a chance to check it out tonight. How about you guys? Did you get a chance to check it out? What did you think after you saw it? Uh,
8: I actually put up a link in our Facebook page, too. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, check that out there. Um, it's also on WWE.com right there on the front page. But uh, I really liked it. I always really love the simple sets. Um you know, it has the big WrestleMania 30 right there on the stage, and they come out under the middle X. So it looks pretty neat. I'm sure that whole WrestleMania 30 logo is a Tron, too, so I'm, I'm sure it's going to be really cool whenever they start showing videos and stuff on it.
6: Yeah, that's the cool thing about that HD set. They can kind of change things on the fly and all that. I mean, it's kind of crazy how simple they can make a switch to all through all the shows now, so... Uh I'm expecting WrestleMania thirty will be no different. Uh it does look kinda cool. It's kinda weird. Normally we've had uh the last couple of years we've had, you know, city themed sets uh with, you know, Miami and which Miami's pretty much look at the Orlando one they had in twenty four with the palm trees which were obstructions for certain people. Uh, and and then you know, twenty nine <laughs> had the New York City thing. Uh, which, it was weird, like, I mean, I don't know what, what would you put for WrestleMania 30, I mean, you did have, uh, on the WrestleMania today, they had Biggie go into, like, a voodoo shop, I mean, are you gonna put, like, picture of Papa Sango right there on the side, I mean, what, what are you gonna put for, other than, you know, the little French um, symbols, which are, you know, the stuff that you see on the Saints helmets and all that, which, that's part of the logo already, anyway, so... Uh, uh, I mean, there's not a lot they can do with it. So I think what we get is pretty cool. And it's it's 30. It's, it needs to be kind of simple, like Paul said. So I'm cool with it. Yeah, you know,
7: I mean, I, I don't really know if there's much you can really add to it. I mean, New Orleans is a city that's, you know, it's based on jazz. Um, they have a lot of great sites there, like even the cemeteries. The Cemeteries are big there. Uh, but, you know, this isn't really a Undertaker-themed <laughs> pay-per-view. So you can't have just, you know uh big you know places where people are buried or nothing like that, uh the tombs or nothing like that. Uh breaking levees is something you wouldn't want to put on there either. Rushing water. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> just saying. You don't want to add that stuff. So I think they're doing what they can. It does look kind of I don't want to say generic. It looks it looks great. It really does. But compared to the ones that Sean just mentioned, New York, Miami, they really themed it up. So this one compared to that, it almost looks like it's just a, the uh, Uber set of like a special pay per view. It just looks ten times amped up, um, and, and that's okay. Uh, it, WrestleMania doesn't have to be just based on a the theme of a city. It's it's its own event. Uh, it could be held in space, and it would still be the biggest thing on earth. It'd be or earth Wouldn't she love out seeing out
6: that? Space, all on earth out
7: space on the moon.
6: The <laughs> wrestling in space. <his> <laughs> They can't touch each other because they keep flying away. <laughs> WrestleMania forty-five lunar event. <laughs> <laughs> the lunar spectacle.
7: <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, but needless to say, I, I think that I think we can all agree the set looks fun. It looks great. I think we're most excited about seeing those superstars walk down that aisle uh, to see the entrances. Is-
6: that long aisle, by the way. Oh
7: yeah, and, and just how think how long it's going to be when they show up. Uh, next year in San Francisco in that new stadium and of course at Cowboys stadium and, uh, WrestleMania 32, those are going to be some really long entrances. I'm guessing. <laughs> so.
6: Yeah. I mean, we already have the Cowboys take forever to come out from the little tunnel thing. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine. They'll have, the to, they'll
7: have to go back to, you know, getting a cart and bringing people to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh maybe you know, maybe if someone's lucky, Diamond Dallas Page will drive him down in a Corvette. You never know. Yeah, that'd be great. So well, you know Hopefully the lights don't go out. Oh I know.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
7: That's something I'm legitimately worried about for God's sakes. Huh? They couldn't handle the Super Bowl. How do they handle the WrestleMania with all the technology, lights and fireworks and <laughs> Oh. New Orleans, please don't do that. Uh, well, anyway, let's talk about something, WWE, that is kind of odd, but not very odd. Uh, we all know, and we reported on this podcast not long ago, uh, future WrestleMania is look, looking like in the city that the WrestleMania will be held in, the host city, uh, WWE is going to basically keep their themselves in a monopoly situation. They're going to keep everybody out of the city. They're not going to let any indie feds, uh, any other play, you know, people promoting wrestling come into that city. They're basically getting a barrier uh, around a certain mileage. Uh, I forget how many miles it was, Sean, but they were basically keeping I think it's 30 miles, is it 30 miles, something. trying to keep people away from them. They want to be the center of attention. They don't want any other thing bothering them, I guess. Uh, and so, you know, this is just kind of one of the things that WWE is doing, I think, to you kind know, of kind of make sure that they are the center of attention. Another thing they're trying to do even this year is keep other people from selling WWE merchandise. Now, they don't want anybody else around the arena, around the stadium, around any of the other places that are going to be holding events WrestleMania-wise to selling merchandise. Uh, But the thing is, they went to court over this recently and failed. Uh, They could not produce a vendor they could point out that was selling WWE merchandise besides themselves. It's just interesting to me. And, and tell me what you think about this. Why are WWE, uh, why are they so concerned about other people selling merchandise? Now, I, I get it. Yeah, they want to sell their stuff. But don't you think people would basically you know want to go to these events and buy merchandise from WWE? Why would they stop somewhere else to get it? Uh, because it's significantly cheaper, probably. You think uh, so?
8: yeah i both the hoodies i've gotten at wrestlemania run around 50 bucks which is way more than i pay for a hoodie normally uh so
6: <laughs> yeah i mean they could also have knockoffs which you know no company really likes having knockoffs of their own stuff sold in other places you know <sighs> um, i've seen flea markets that make their own WWE shirts and they'd they'll just put the WWE they'll make it look really close they'll have the even the authentic thing on the back and all that make it look like it was uh you know from WWE itself so you know people get have gotten so good at that over the years that you know I don't blame WWE for really wanting that as far as the selling somebody else selling your merchandise that's totally different I think than the whole blocking uh indie feds from wrestling around you, I can get that too, but I think the indie fed thing is a lot more damning than these merchandise things
7: uh, yeah i I think so too and uh, just speaking for myself I, I don't i couldn't do it i won't do it I, I won't buy knockoffs you know i i when I'm buying my football jerseys, they sell them at albertson's I'm not going to buy one of those just because they look so awful compared to the real ones, the authentic ones. I'll spend the extra forty bucks, um, but that's just me personally. And I would never, I would never buy a wrestling t-shirt. It, yeah, it's just a simple t-shirt, but I wouldn't buy one that's not made by WWE because I wouldn't want a t-shirt that's going to fade in two washes. <laughs> you know, oh, well, there goes the print. Well, there goes my fifteen dollars. You know, I'd rather spend the twenty-five dollars uh on a good you know solid shirt so uh and and about the you know i know this isn't it's part of the topic but i think really the whole thing where they're going to stop letting other indie feds come around is basically because of things like WrestleCon and situations like that where they're having appearances by wrestlers that are not appearing at access not appearing on WWE, you know television anything like that they they don't want that competition Uh, You know, I I just heard recently, you know, uh, Jim Ross say, oh, DDP, you're going up against me. You know, you're doing an autograph signing while I'm doing my show. Well, you know, those two things aren't even related to what WWE is doing at that time slot. So they're trying to keep all the fans related to them and not so much to other events in the city. I think they're trying to push them far enough away where they say, well, I don't want to drive 30 miles. I'll stay here and I'll just go to access. I think that's probably why but maybe that's just my personal.
6: Well, you know, WWE could just uh hold NXT events around then too. Mhm. Not just have them at Access, but have like their own little NXT house shows or whatever while, you know, on WrestleMania.
3: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.
0: No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and
6: conditions apply. See website for details. Weekend is another thing people could go to, like on a Friday night or something.
7: I think they'll have to do something to keep the fans entertained, to keep them wanting to be around and do things, you know, um, because... I mean, most of the
6: international people, if they travel that far to get there, they don't care to go another 30 miles or 50 miles to see the show they want to see. Mm -hmm. Trust me. It's the locals that they'll probably keep from going somewhere else.
7: that's true that's a great point i I know all of us if we really wanted to go to an event we would do it we would just go and we just you know we'd make the schedule we'd make the plan to go those 30 miles just to see a show we wanted to see um that's us and we're not everybody so right Um, (laughs) yeah exactly well you know let's talk about some other stuff you know about wrestlemania there have been a lot of rumors going around about different people showing up. And one of those guys is CM Punk. I think we touched on this maybe a little bit on Monday night, but we may touch on a little bit again. I mean, people just keep talking about it and talking about it. And, you know, I've even heard, Oh no, CM Punk's going to show up to screw over Daniel Bryan from winning the title. That's something I've even heard recently. And you know what? It's a, thought process it's not bad to me because you could see a feud between these two Uh, especially if WWE is dead set against Daniel Bryan winning the title I could see that being a feud we may be willing to take our eyes off the title with Daniel Bryan for Um, but let's get into that why are people so obsessed with CM Punk coming back at WrestleMania 30 and is there any chance it could happen
8: Uh, as far as chances go I think they're really slim uh, to, you know, almost none, really. Uh, as far as why people, I mean, he's he's still incredibly popular, uh, especially with fans like us, but, I mean, he managed to get fairly over fairly quickly uh, whenever he started, you know, when he got his year-long title reign. I mean, he was everywhere. People got used to seeing him. So, I'm, I mean, you always want your big stars back, especially when you know that they're still in their prime. Um, so, I mean, I, I understand it. I just, I wouldn't put your hopes on it, fans. <laughs> I really wouldn't.
6: Yeah, Paul just said it. Don't watch WrestleMania 30 in hopes of seeing CM Punk make some kind of surprise return. And I think that's just getting your hopes up for disappointment at this point. We should note that uh, we haven't mentioned this yet, but it seems like from everything we've heard, CM Punk and AJ are now engaged, which is something cool for CM Punk because, as you know, he normally doesn't get tied down. He is... Usually the the guy that goes from diva to diva, or just wrestling chick in general, to another wrestling chick. So
7: <laughs> he's this this yeah. generation when when Batista was on his first run with WWE, that's what CM Punk was. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I think uh, this to me, me and uh, I think it's a friend of Paul's. We had an argument on the Facebook group uh, that this was brought up because there's a photo going around of Kofi and CM Punk's like on the background there. That's obviously not for New Orleans. It's an older picture. Um, But the whole conversation started of, he's like, well, I don't know that people really want Brian to win the title because the whole thing is, you know, in something in a, well, which we'll get to this in a bigger topic. But to me, I think Punk being involved in that takes away from Brian's limit, whether he's destined to win it or not. I think, at some point, I'd rather see Batista be the one that just beats him than having Punk come and be like, oh my god, really? Another person that's going to take it away from Brian?" And we got to go three or four more months with Brian not winning the title. Him Now he's not even involved in the title unless we do a fatal forward on Extreme Rules, which I guess I wouldn't be opposed to that. It'd be cool from a match perspective. But I just think, you know... Either let Brian have his moment or let the people that are supposed to be involved in that match take it away from him or whatever. Just I don't want to see somebody I don't mind somebody coming and helping Brian win, especially if it's more likely, you know, against Triple H than in the rain event itself, but I don't want to see somebody come and cost Brian the match. You know, just it's getting kind of annoying at this point to me.
7: Mhm. I think a lot of fans feel that way. It is getting tiresome. It's it's at that boiling point, that breaking point where you're just like, okay, if it doesn't happen, I I'm, all this time I invested, everything I did, I'm just willing to give it up. It just it's going to deflate it me.
6: Seems kind of hypocritical for Punk, right? Because we talked about when he first left that Wizard World announcement that he made that he almost kind of made it seem like he left so that Brian could have his shot. Now you're going to agree to a storyline where you're taking it away from him.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: I agree. I mean, he's, he's basically, you know, and that we are saying he's basically being a martyr for Daniel Bryan. And I think we, we've talked about this. It's the fact that, you know, he's willing to give up for the greater good of Daniel Bryan. And why would they now change that, you know, for CM Punk to ruin that same thing he martyred himself for makes no sense.
6: Unless it's all the work in it.
7: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It, it wouldn't be a big deal to me. I, I would, I would love to be, you know, Hey, you're an idiot. He was, it was a work the whole time. Um, I highly doubt it. but Yeah, yeah I mean, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it, though, because it's just kind of sad thinking, you know, we may not have CM Punk around for years, maybe. It, you know, it could happen. Um, so, uh, you know, and I think we'll get more into that conversation when we talk about chasing the title. I mean, there's a lot to it, and I don't want to give anything away before we get to that point. Um, some other rumors, though, we need to talk about are breakup rumors now. This is nothing new, but let's just kind of touch on it before WrestleMania 30. It's kind of, you know, kind of revisit some things. Uh, the real Americans, let's start there. How likely uh, do you feel that this is the time when they will break up at WrestleMania 30? You know, if any team is likely to
8: break up at Mania, I think this is the one. Uh, it makes the most sense. They, um, Despite them still seeming sort of, kind of, to be working together, uh, I think you got a little preview of it on SmackDown. Uh, if you watched it. If you didn't, then we'll go over that later. So don't worry. But um, I think they're the most likely, if anything. Because I'm I'm fairly confident they're going to be the ones that take the fall if it is going to lead to a breakup.
6: Yeah, it it does seem just from the long stare that Cesaro gives uh, Jack Swagger and Zeb when they kind of command for him to go back in the ring uh, is another one of these, like, looks like we're really trying to get Cesaro in the baby face, you know position which makes total sense obviously just we'll have to see what happens at wrestlemania but yeah i would totally vote them as a team out of those four that are in that match are the only ones that make sense matadors and usos are siblings which usually that never happens as far as breaking up unless one's clearly a bigger deal than the other one like jeff hardy or something like that um and then you have Ryback. So who who the hell would care if they break up anyway? Right.
7: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the truth. Yeah, and, and so basically we're all in thoughts that you know the Shield is going to stick around together for a little longer because that's the kind of the way I feel because of the popularity right now and merchandise what? sales.
6: I don't know that it's just merchandise. I think WWE needs to kind of see what they have. With S.H.I.E.L.D. as a face team. Because you could get more months and months of that if it keeps growing, right? You know, and then you can either turn one of them or turn two of them or just make it all, as we I've mentioned on here many times, it could just be an amical split and all three of them are faces for a little while and then you can decide what you want to do with each one of them. But I, I think you need to test the waters with that because you don't know. I mean, this could become a huge deal where they all become cool and, you know, you have another, I'm not saying anywhere near this, but you might have another NWO situation on your hands where somebody just, they, they just all of a sudden just latch onto all three of them and they become a big deal, you know, and then you can have them start being in singles matches more and they can be the shield and be a separate entity on their own. And I do think too, that uh, Roman Reigns could use more seasoning in a singles matches while he's with the shield. So they can kind of cover for him. Instead of okay, you're just gonna split them when they look like they were all together again, and then uh, Reigns is kind of left out there. Where okay, well, we're gonna have to see what he can do.
8: Mm. Yeah, I mean, as attached as I was to the idea of a triple threat match for the U.S. title at Mania, uh, the their face runs working. I, I mean, I I liked them both ways really. Now, so um, this definitely sounds like it could be something though. Seeing like. I think I've said this before, too, but WWE is putting more emphasis on SummerSlam. I definitely think a Shield split-up match at SummerSlam would really help out that card. So uh, if they want to wait some more, I'm I'm okay with that, begrudgingly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
6: Uh. I think we all wanted to see a triple threat, you know, but this isn't such a bad idea either. At least it's going somewhere.
7: Right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with that totally. Um, and, and it's just a shame. Uh, it just you mentioned the U.S. title; it's it's just a shame the U.S. title and the IC title. Both of those are not being defended at WrestleMania. Um, you know, I, I totally get why they didn't. And I'm kind of glad because honestly, there's really nothing good you could put together. Quality wise for WrestleMania with either of those titles,
6: yeah, unless you want to have a unification
7: match, yeah, yeah, you're totally yeah. right. You'd have to have a unification match, and I, it's still to that point. I, I would think about the matchup. You know, to me, it'd be one of the weakest uh, parts of the card. You know, I, so I, I'm, I'm okay with it not being this time. Uh, maybe extreme rules. Maybe later than that, we'll see those titles being put on a pay per view. Um, so, well, let's talk about a couple other people that may be appearing. Uh, one of the biggest rumors is that Stone Cold will be at WrestleMania 30. Now, we all know that he is going to be at the Hall of Fame. He's mentioned on his podcast. He's put on his Twitter. He will be sitting beside Jim Ross at the Hall of Fame. But at WrestleMania 30, will he appear? Will he make an appearance on TV? We don't know. The rumor is that even The Rock has agreed just to make a face appearance, just to show up. I don't know if that's going to happen, but what do you guys think? I mean, this is... T-
1: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
7: No purchase necessary. DTW, void word prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The call to arms. Do you think all the people will show up that need to be there? Shawn Michaels included? You know, for me, with them only
8: having eight matches and of all seven now, because one's going to be on a pre-show, seven matches on a four-hour show, I hope they do have some other people besides Hogan coming out, to be honest. Uh, so I, I think Austin is a definite, uh, I would go ahead and confirm that, I would definitely confirm that, and just be ready for it, because I'm pretty sure that's going to happen.
6: Yeah. I'm pretty much thinking this is going to happen, too. I mean, I don't know that each one of them need to come out and have a 20-minute talk segment either. But if it does allow you to have a little bit of space from Hogan coming about or Hogan coming out like five or six times or whatever, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Just, you know, keep it brief. I think all these matches do deserve a little bit of time. And I'd hate to see them one of them get debunked or just get rushed through. Because we needed to have more Austin or more Rock or more whatever, Hogan talking or somebody, you know.
7: Wouldn't it be neat to have a Piper's Pit that brought a lot of the, you know, Stone Cold and some of these other guys out? Just being kind of a way to kind of introduce them. That'd be great. Um, I, I think it'd be fun. And then you could have, you know, of course, you know, Hulk Hogan come out. Maybe even Mr. T will make a surprise appearance. Um, and show up and have a well,
6: you know, he's going to be there so they can honor the Hall of Fame right. people that they always do. Yeah, so that's true. Could do that.
7: That's true, and he could come up and you know get in the ring and do whatever. So it'd be interesting. I mean, there's a you know a lot of speculation of who's going to do what. I mean, you know, I mentioned Shawn Michaels could be another big guy, um, and I'm sure there's plenty of other names I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head. uh... But you know, in, in the the whole uh, thing, I think it's, it's going to be awesome. People are going to love WrestleMania because they're going to get so much out of it. We have the luxury right now of having a lot of superstars be at this WrestleMania because it's you know on the you know decade mark. I think Vince always loves the decade marks. He wants to make it bigger than big. Uh, so this is one of these years we're kind of lucky because we will see a lot of people we probably wouldn't see in the future. Thirty one, thirty two, thirty three. He may not make it. This big right now he's trying to blow this one out of the proportion. So, uh,
6: well, it's also big because it's on the network and everything, right? True. You can make it huge, so that <laughs> you know, well, as long as the stream doesn't suck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right.
7: Yeah. <laughs> I made this joke to one of our friends uh, you know and I don't mind mentioning uh, Randall uh, I, I made a joke on a, you know, his podcast I, I got on their chat and I chatted a little bit and I made the question to him and I'll pose it to you guys what's more likely CM Punk showing up or the stream actually working great the whole time uh,
6: <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a problem with the stream there is no doubt in my entire... I think anybody could bet a large sum of money there is going to be a problem with the stream. I'm not saying it's going to go out for a long time at like the arrival one. But you can bet that there will be some kind of couple minute lapse or something. They have, You cannot... T- it's like when a game comes out, when an online game comes out. You cannot possibly test the amount of people that are going to be watching WrestleMania 30 live on the network. It is impossible.
8: Uh, Yeah, it's so true.
6: (laughs) I mean, maybe they have the server space, but even in MLB's case, not everybody is watching baseball for their team through MLB TV like that at the same time. Not everybody does. And it's different where everybody is pretty much watching it on the cheaper place to watch it on the network you're promoting this thing like crazy why wouldn't they watch it on that and honestly i mean it's it's all you can do right the only good thing is that it's going to be on demand like right after so it's not like you're totally missing anything other than you can't go on twitter and tweet with your friends about it
8: Mm mm-hmm yeah uh, you know, I'd, I'd put my bets on Vesselmania losing a large chunk of time just because there's no way they're prepared for the possible... I don't know how many people have the network. I'm pretty sure everybody that does have the network is going to be watching it live. They are
6: announcing that on Monday, so... Huh? They're announcing that on Monday, how many people have the network, apparently. Oh,
8: well, I wish they'd do it sooner, because re- I'd like to know, personally, but I'm sure hey. somewhere around oh, a million. Okay. I don't know if there's any way they could prepare for a million people.
6: That'd be great if they had a million because they'd be breaking even. Yeah.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess. They could
6: start making money on it and be like, oh, yes, the network of success. And then they'll, you know, maybe give us more stuff and not just go, oh, well, we got our one million. Screw it. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. (laughs) Like, you know, that's what a lot of people keep saying. Oh, you help them get to a million. They're going to just be like, okay, we did our part. That's it. You know, just.
7: Yeah, well, months. you got to keep them, though. I mean,
6: <laughs> exactly. That's the point.
7: yeah, exactly. Because of the fact that these subscriptions are only six months, unless you actually bought a year. Uh, it's a six month subscription. So but,
6: but see, WWE has a really bad shot at losing quite a few casual people if the stream does go bad, Mhm. whereas you only stand a chance to have yourself gain a lot of people if the stream is fine for the most part. so Yeah.
7: No, you're totally right. You know, it, it'll be interesting uh, just because of the fact this is the first time they've ever done a four-hour uh, live streaming show. Um, you know, NXT was only two hours, and they had an issue. So I, I think they've been trying their best to test this thing, trying to work on it. I'm, I'm sure every time we've got a chance to see – a main event or any other live stream, they've been testing it and testing it and testing it. So, you know, who knows? We'll have to see how it works out on this. Plus, Sunday. you got
6: that two-hour pre-show.
7: Yep, and that'll, so, that'll probably be another. That's big. a good test too. Yep, you're right. That'll be another big test. uh... So, a lot to you know worry about on their end, but not so much for us. We get to sit back and just watch the show and enjoy every minute of it. And I can't wait. But before we get in, you know, to go do that, we need to stop and tell everybody about TNA Impact. Uh, Yes, that's right, folks. I know we're all focused on WrestleMania, but Impact Wrestling didn't stop happening this week. We had an episode, so we need to talk about it. Let's get into it now, guys. TNA
2: Impact Wrestling.
6: I'm sure there are a lot of people going, oh my god, really? They got to talk about TNA right now? <laughs> You'll be actually pleasantly surprised. This was a pretty good episode. There was actually wrestling on this show. That's amazing. You know, it's called Impact Wrestling. You'd think they'd have more wrestling on it. Uh, you know, at least w says, hey, we're sports entertainment. It doesn't say anything about wrestling, but this one's called wrestling. Anyway. Um, we'd actually start out with a match, EC3 and Bobby Roode against Willow and Bully Ray in a tag team tables match. Um, it was on the shorter side for, you know, what you get in a big match like this, but I did enjoy it. Uh, I liked the fact that you had kind of Bully Ray and, uh, Willow slash Jeff Hardy show that they're smart with tables. They moved the tables around when they thought that one of their teammates were going to get, put through a table, which I liked, Uh, you had, I mean, Rude and EC3 end up winning, doing the heel thing, but I I did like the fact that, you know, it it was an up and down kind of match, you had rockstar spud come out in a wheelchair, which was hilarious, (laughs) he comes out and distracts Willow, and uh, eventually it helps lead to, you know, Bully Ray get left alone. And that kind of spells trouble for Bully Ray. And eventually, Bobby Roode does a spinebuster to Bully and puts him to the table. Um, what do you guys think? Uh,
8: I I like the match. Um, I, th- I think you got a good picture of at least the Rude Ray part of the feud. And then Hardy Willow is still, I don't know. I enjoy the character. I just, I wish there was a bit more to him right now. We still haven't really gotten a lot from him, uh, in my opinion. Um, and you know, that's probably just going to take some time really, but, uh, he does, he does work the part very well. I think so, but I, I enjoyed the match overall. I wish there was more EC3 in this, uh, but I mean, the focus was plainly on Bully and Bobby in this, so.
6: And we did get to have, a uh, old school Jeff Hardy, Bully Ray tag team moves. Oh, yeah.
7: Which... <laughs> I loved that. Every minute of it. I really did, because it just brought me back so many memories, uh, despite the fact that it was kind of you know awkward. you know These guys were on the opposite ends of the spectrum. With- no,
6: but they did that before. They've had it. Now, I remember, was it shortly after the alliance? They had them teamed together before. I clearly remember them doing that. Oh, okay. Before, but okay. I think it was a Survivor Series. It was like the Dudley's and Hardy's together against somebody, and they had them doing the each other's moves
7: that's awesome see my mind just slips a little bit when it comes to that far back (laughs) that is awesome uh, you know, this match was pretty good. I mean, I, I was so happy to see that we started out this show with wrestling, uh, and getting a chance to see a match like this. I mean, it got the energy level up. I can kind of tell the fans to me, they kind of seemed really into it because, you know, Hey, you know, you're starting out the show really fast. You're getting people interested in what's going on. And, um, I love the fact that, you know, they had a little bit of story in here, uh, it, you know, we got the rockstar spud coming down to the wheelchair and all that good stuff. And the fact that Willow, uh, tried to basically drop, kick him out of that wheelchair and he didn't even go <laughs> out of it. I thought, Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. He didn't fall backwards. That was kind of a failed.
6: But eh. yeah, wheelchairs are kind of, you know, they don't, they're not that easy to knock down when there's people
7: in them. Well, you know, I think it could be Rockstar's fault because, I mean, honestly, you know, we all know if you played in a wheelchair, you can balance the thing and make yourself fall backwards if you want to. Right. So I think he kind of no-sold it in a way. He could have sold that a little bit better. Um, but long story short, it was funny. Anyway, Maybe his
6: plan was to get, you know, rock stars, or get uh willow hurt by, you know, not falling backwards. Yeah.
7: Sure. I, I, I.
1: With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
7: I don't know. I don't know what their thought process
8: I, was. It didn't matter. Spud won me over the very minute he came out in the wheelchair and said, Excuse me, Mr. Yeah. Hardy. I can't let you do that. I'm like, what are you going to do, man?
6: <laughs>
8: okay. <laughs>
7: the
6: yeah. wheelchair of steel. Oh, it was <laughs> so
8: great. Was, I loved it, yeah.
6: And I loved his, uh, what was that, that like, white jacket that it was uh. like don't like really you're gonna be in a white suit and you're in a wheelchair it looked like, like
8: something clowns would, would
6: wear <laughs> yeah i would be in something a lot more comfortable than that But you know rockstar spot as i still the, think willow should wrestle in the uh outfit he comes out in mm-hmm. to make him different i just hate that it's just jeff hardy with a mask on but you know whatever
7: yeah no, I mean it, I don't know. I, it, the whole thing was a spectacle and that's that's entertainment and it's fun. I think that's part of the whole process. And to me, I mean, it, it makes like, you know, this exact example, it makes the show fun, it makes it people get hyped up and just enjoy themselves and that's a great way to start the show. So, great way uh to do it overall. The one thing I will say and I'm just kind of curious what you guys think about this, is Bobby Roode getting too much of the upper hand over Bully Ray? Because it seems like ever since this whole thing started, it's just Bobby Roode outsmarting Bully Ray every time. I'm okay with that. I mean, you got to do something if the guy can't win
8: clean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're right.
6: That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: I mean I, I don't I don't disagree with that. It just seems to me, you know, you know, all these time I, over the last year, year and a half, for God's sakes, Blue Ray was getting over on everybody and he was a smart one. And all of a sudden out of nowhere it's like, Oh, he's a good guy and now Rude is just so much smarter than well, him. Well,
6: to be honest, they have a long build till the end of April for that pay per view. Yeah. So
7: that's true. That's true. I just, I, I maybe I should be happy. how many times do I complain about 50, 50 booking? We all complain about it. They're not doing that right now. So meh. why should I complain about that?
6: Right. Meh. Well, Kenny King shows up in a golf cart and uh, <laughs> he's mad about MVP, not booking <laughs> him in a match. <laughs> and they go to commercial and MVP still talk he's talking about other matches and he's still talking to Kenny King again i swear tna why do you do this where you go to commercial in a talking segment and then you're still in a talking segment when we're done with it uh kenny king is still not happy about being booked but quickly you know that it didn't take very long because we got to have more kenny king and mvp later that wasn't enough uh, we uh, but we quickly go to another match with Mr. Anderson coming out, and he kind of puts over his straight jacket match, and that he's going to, uh, you know, put Sam Shaw in the straight jacket. Sam Shaw comes out and defends himself, and he's not a creepy bastard, and you know the crowd chants it at him, and he's you know he says he creates precious art with his hands. What do you create? Nothing like the people do, okay? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I write things with my hands, so is that creating art? Is that I count? Maybe. <laughs> hey, Paul writes, you know, he types awesome papers with his hands, so he's creating things, you know. And, and Gary does wonderful uh, audio things with his hands. So we all don't count in this, but some people, I guess, according to Sam Shaw, count. <laughs>
7: Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you stopped there, Sean. No Winslow jokes, please. Yeah. <laughs> no,
6: let, let's, uh, I almost I almost went with it, but I remember this is a long show. Uh, anyway, well, good. <laughs> just,
7: just you were just talking about wonderful things with the hands and creating things, and I was like, stop there. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I didn't have Vaseline.
7: Oh. So, uh, <laughs> Why? 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 <laughs>
6: <laughs> Gary set it up. Oh,
7: so sorry, move it. along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. It's
6: bad too. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway, Sam Shaw finishes this by saying that Christy Hemme loves him, and this gets Mr. Anderson mad, apparently. And the match gets going. Um. This actually got a lot more time than I thought it would. Uh, it was really, you know, just both of them trying to get each other in the straight jacket, uh, Mr. Not Anderson, but, uh, Sam Shaw, who's the crazy one, apparently he doesn't know how to put on straight jackets, so maybe he's not that crazy. Uh, he really seemed to have a problem with it. I mean, at one point, I think he had, to, like, at the end, he had to kind of turn Anderson over so he could finally get the strap on there. It was kind of awkward. Uh, but for the most part, I thought the mask was kind of fine. Uh, the fact that Anderson can kind of do moves with the straight jacket kind of on him was kind of cool. Uh, I hated the fact that Saw had to use that choke like five times in order to finally freaking get stuff going. I I hate that choke. I think it looks kind of silly, especially when you're standing. But it it's all right. Um, Sam Shaw wins maybe this will become like his match type now it'll be like when you really want to beat down sam shaw you got to beat him in a straight jacket match or something um what do you guys think
8: i i really didn't like this match uh this i understand the point of the gimmick match but this is just not a very good gimmick match and conception uh so uh and it um, doesn't help that i'm Kind of lose. I'm not losing interest in Sam Shaw. I'm losing interest in this feud, though. It just seems to be going the same way, going through the motions and all that.
7: So, I need something else to sort of happen. Hmm. I I totally second that because of the fact that as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay. I thought we kind of got a conclusion of this, but you're you know you're drawing it out a little longer. Um. Okay. So yeah. Now you know Shaw gets the win. So what's next? So what's Anderson going to bring up now? I think you need to have the – I mean, I don't know how you would do it, but you need to have more Christy Hemme involved. You need to have a way to get her to be a part of this more than she already is because she's the focal point when it comes to Ken Anderson protecting her from, of course, Sam Shaw, um, unless you're going down a different path. And if they are going down a different path, they need to show me that path because right now I don't see it. All I see is two guys just getting in the ring and just having a match. I need to know more about them. I need to get a reason to be, you know, excited about what's going on between these
6: two guys. Yeah, I think I'm kind of worried that they're going to be trying to have them tread water until the pay-per-view. And then maybe that's when they do something with Christy Hemme, like maybe have Christy Hemme, like, side with him or something or or whatever. Um, it just... You know, kinda of the same thing with the Bully Ray match. At the point at some points you were sitting there begging for it to be over. And as, you know, the casket match wound up being pretty good, but a lot of the stuff leading up to it was kinda of dumb and this is kinda of the same kind of deal where it's not Sam Shaw and maybe Anderson themselves, it's the stuff that they had them doing and the fact that this is really about Christy Hemi and it's not like Anderson's with Christy Hemi, he's just kinda of trying to be the valiant guy. And you kind of just see Chrissy hummy in the background. So I guess they're trying not to blow their whole wad at once. But this is kind of what sucks when you have these pay-per-views so far in, you know, in between. There's a lot of just kind of holding things in place for a while. But uh, moving things along. You, uh, what happened? Oh, the beautiful people are backstage and they say they're more deadlier than ever. Velvet talks about how Madison was nothing without the Beautiful People, and now she's going to be even less because she chose not to join them, or, well, they kicked her out of it, whatever, however you want to, you know, see this. Uh, The Beautiful People promised that we're not going to want to miss the tag match that they're going to have later on. Uh, Eric Young is interviewed and he talks about the fact that this, you know, the title was kind of secondary still to the whole point of him needing to take care of the monster abyss that he created. But the fact that he's been here 10 years and he deserves that title shot, thought it was well done. You know, I like the way they have Eric Young going, making him serious and making it be about the fact that, you know, he does care about his title shot. Yes, abyss is there, but you should take the opportunity that you're given, you know. Um, then we had an X-Division title match between Tigre Uno and Sonata, which I should note that before the show started, we were supposed to have all three singles male titles defended. But, as you'll see later, one of these gets nixed. Um, this winds up being a talking segment before the match actually gets started, but this winds up being a, it's apparently a best of three series for the X-Title between Tigre Uno and Sonata. Um, you guys want to comment about on these backstage segments before I get into this big thing between Kenny King and MVP?
8: Sure. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Beefle people was kind of eh. Uh, I'm still not completely sold on this yet. I was taking Velvet alone. Uh, Eric Young promo was okay. Uh, it definitely got its point across, which I'm okay with. Uh, I'm still not great about Eric Young. Um, He's, I mean, he's, he's okay. Uh, no, not really somebody that gets me going. Uh, I love this
7: Kenny King segment though. So, yeah, uh, you know, hmm. the beautiful people thing I, I think is okay. Um, but to an extent I'm like, what's the point? I don't know the history of them. So it's hard for me to say. Uh, as a, I'm not a new fan to TNA or anything, I've known about TNA, watched a little bit here and there. Ever since we started covering them, now I know a lot more. But since I don't know the history between these two, it's hard for me to really comment too much about it. But I will. I, I think I agree with Paul. Um, I don't think really it needed to happen this way. I think Velvet was fine. Doing much. well. The thing
6: is too. It's not like they have this huge-ass knockouts division. Mm-hmm. Angelina basically named the two people that she could have had as partners before Britney showed up. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and ODB would have been the only one to make sense because as far as we know, Gail Kim's still a heel. So, you know, I just don't get it. Like, why even have this team? The knockouts titles don't exist I mean, what, I guess we really felt like Velvet needed to be healed for some, I mean, I guess what, you would have had Angelina and nobody, because they all have been faces, I guess a heel turn was needed, but she could have done it without having to be beautiful people, because it just kind of makes no sense when you don't have a huge division to go through right now, Mm -hmm. once they get through Madison Rain, what are they going to do?
7: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> not much, right? Because <laughs> if you get too far into having a group, it's more like an NWO thing where, oh, wait, we're taking over the entire uh, division. <laughs> well, it's not even that. I mean,
6: unless they're going to go off and venture into wrestling Brittany by themselves, mm-hmm. where you're going to pull ODB out of wherever she's at, yeah. and that's it. Like, that's all you who you have. I yeah. mean, it's it's not like WWE where you have a bunch of divas you can just throw out there to get squashed. You know, you can say what you want about uh, some of them being crappy, you know, Oksana and a few others, but at least they're there, their bodies, you know, you can use.
7: Yeah. You no, mm-hmm. you tell the truth. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think I agree. You know, I'm just to me, you know, uh, it's got to be what it is. I, I need more uh, out of this, especially. I need to know something that, you know, where this is going. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, And then we'll talk more about it when the match actually happens. Do you
6: happens. think that, you know, this whole best of three... Which, to me, I, I wish they would have kind of added some kind of story to why Tigre Uno is Sonata's first title match. But, okay, I guess Sonata's a fighting champion or whatever. Um, But do you think that, you know, this series thing is something good going forward or is it just something to do for this match? Or should they... Not not that they should do like where they had all the all triple threat matches or whatever, but to make them mean a little bit more, have series with some of these guys since you don't have a lot of X-Division wrestlers right now. Uh,
8: I, I don't mind the series idea, especially for Sonata and Tigre Iuno who are still really new uh, to the scene. So I think this will be a good way to sort of introduce both of them. Uh, plus they work so well as a tag team. I don't blame TNA for trying to see if they have it as in a singles competition too um so i mean i'm kind of looking forward to this uh i mean it's kind of easy booking here after you know who wins the first one you know the other guy's gonna win the second one so really we're just waiting for the third one so really it feels like they're just trying to fill time but it's okay if it works out uh for the best for both guys i think so
7: yeah and, and it's something new for the fans to see uh people that haven't watched these two in the ring Uh, This is a new dynamic, you know, having them face each other. And the the way it's going to work out, I think it'll be fine. I'm enjoying it for what it's worth. Um, So, but that's just me. Yeah, I didn't didn't get a chance to mention what I thought about Kenny King either. While I just want to briefly throw that out there. I I think the new Kenny King is awesome. I I love it. I mean, before I thought he was okay. uh, But this new attitude, I'm I'm already sold. (laughs) Just like it. I
6: mean, We've seen Kenny, I think before he had that match with it was it with Austin Aries where he lost the title or lost his number contender spot or something, we saw him cut a really awesome promo and I think that kind of started this whole kinda of new Kenny King where he talks more and shows more of his personality and I mean he was already a cool heel anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean as far as just being good, but I think this kinda of took it to a whole new level. Um, King kind of interrupts the matchup, right? He starts. He, you know, he's like, oh, no disrespect to my international, uh, brothers or nothing. Um, and he keeps saying it like, you know, Tigre Uno and Sonata understand them. You know, they both speak different languages (laughs) than English. Uh, and Kenny King, he, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm in the building and I'm here to lock down the spotlight. You know, I am the X division uh, the exhibition is not the same without Kenny King. You know, he was born doing double backflip, six thirty, whatever centons, uh, from his mother's womb, which I thought was hilarious. So I was like, I wonder if that's what happened when he did he do a freaking double backflip going out of his mom's womb or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> MVP, who's had to deal with him last week and this week, uh, pretty much all the whole show, uh, he comes down and he's you know doing the authority kind of thing. He's Saying, look, hey, man, uh, you're not booked this week. This card's full already. You know, we don't have a spot for you right now, but if you want to go in the back, we can discuss about, you know, next week or, you know, another week. And he's like, "Uh, you know, hey, uh, I don't care about that. No disrespect to anybody, but I'm the biggest star in the ring right now, even bigger than you, MVP. And MVP is like, whoa, you're kind of testing my patience here, you know, and just... I loved his line where he's like, Look, uh. Well, MVP tells him he's gonna be seeing stars if he keeps on, and Kenny King's like, Look, the, uh, the only thing you can do for me right now, unless you've got eight big booty girls doing handstands and making him clap, you know, uh. I don't really care what you got, because I only care about wrestling right now. Uh. <laughs> this was just really, uh. I don't know if you want to say racist or stereotypical or something. You know, I, I thought that was kind of like, really? It's the only thing that interests you there, Kenny King? <laughs> I, I, he did say money too, but still. Uh, I mean, he could have just said like some other way of saying that other than you know, kind of being stereotypical. But either way, eventually we get into Kenny King says we're going to have an exhibition match. Which, at first I was like so wait, this this is a predetermined sport, where are we going to have a exhibition match in a predetermined sport, and then I was like, oh wait, he means he's going to put an exhibition against MVP, okay, now that makes sense, whatever um, he wants to show off what he can do, so I probably didn't, you know, go all the way through being awesome about this, but uh, what do you guys think?
8: Uh, like I said, I love this, uh, I love this Kenny King segment, uh, it's very much the sort of Kenny King that we were getting in Ring of Honor Sort of turned up to about 15 on the volume scale. It's, uh, I mean, the first, like him coming in with a golf cart and him just throwing money at people is, it it amused me to no end, especially him coming in on a golf cart. I was expecting something else, but.
6: He just came in from Vegas. He better have some money. Yeah.
8: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but I'm definitely on board with this. I think if this keeps going the way it's going to go and he gets over enough, he could, we could have another sort of finally have another guy that's going to fill Austin Aries' role as growing out of the X Division, sort of, I mean, AJ Styles before Aries and all that, so I think there's... Where
6: the hell is Aries, anyway? That's a good question.
8: We're saving. Where's Alpha? I mean, there's there's so many questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Oh, man, I guess they're uh, doing some outside promotions. I have no idea. That's a great question. Uh, But for Kenny King, you know, I I already said, you know, I I just love this character. I love who he is. And I, I think the really good thing here is, is if MVP is just sold on wanting to get in the ring every week or find a reason to be inside the ring, this is a great way to do it because I'm already enjoying this feud between him and. Kenny King. I mean, this is working out perfectly for me. I, I, I could see where they could probably get it wrong, but I'm hoping they don't. I hope they keep on the track that they're going because I think these two will work well together.
6: Agreed. These two were... had just a, a good chemistry going on in that uh, promo. Uh, and the match later on for what we get is just uh, interesting as well. Uh, we did eventually get back to the exhibition title match. Or, exhibition first series mats. Uh, what is short, you know, it's an exhibition match, so you assume that they're not going to last very long, as it's pretty typical. Exhibition, uh, but Sonata wins uh, with a uh, Tiger suplex to Tiger one. So, I thought that was kind of funny. You have the Tiger getting the Tiger two, but um, that I can see why they don't let you know, WWE doesn't have guys using that move. It's a move that you have to take all on your shoulders cause you can't protect yourself. So I, uh, it's still cool. seeing people use it. Um, I really like what you got from both guys. I just think both of them kind of deserve more time to show what they can do.
8: Absolutely. Uh, that was, that was my big problem with this match. If you're trying to get both these guys over who are still very new, uh, they're going to need more time. Cause I mean, in three minutes in the time that they got, which is uh, a little over three minutes, I think, uh, they got they got in all their big spots essentially until the finish, uh, which is very cool. Uh, I liked it, but uh, they these guys need somewhere around the time that uh, uh, Shaw and Anderson were getting. So,
7: mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say I've watched these guys wrestle a lot. I have not. The only time I've really seen these guys wrestle is when they've been on TNA Impact, and so that's not saying a whole lot because they're. From, Pretty darn fresh to this company. Um, So I was excited about watching this match. I was like thinking, okay, I'm going to get a little bit of an education on these guys, kind of see what their styles are, you know, in the singles like anyway. Um, But we didn't get much of it, and there wasn't really much to write home about. So I'm hoping that we will get more in the future, get that time uh, up a little bit so we'll get the five to seven-minute matches where I can actually, you know, sit down and study these guys. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a letdown because it was so short.
6: Yeah. I just... After we saw Divas use that rolling cradle thing, to me it's not as cool as it, <laughs> it looks.
7: Yeah.
6: Um, <laughs> uh, I understand that like, Sonata was trying to make that a big deal and it does look kind of cool, but just after you see Divas do it, it's not as uh, impressive, honestly. Um, But he does have plenty of impressive things. So the all the flips that they did with the... Moon, he misses the moonsault, but he just kind of hits another one, and Tigre Uno just kind of flits back up after missing a splash, and it... I mean, it was pretty good stuff here. Um, just wish there was more of it. Uh, Magnus is backstage, and he says you're going to see Abyss like you've never seen him before. What? What? I thought we saw him in, a, you know, some kind of suit not too long ago, but all right. He was just a different character, supposedly. Um Then you get... Uh, the Madison gets to figure out who her partner is going to be. Lucky Land
3: Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office
6: She says not to be a creeper, but I know you don't have a mat. You know I know you have a match. I know you don't have a tag team partner. You know it didn't take me very long to figure out that uh, Brittany was kind of wearing the same thing Madison was wearing. So, aren't you being kind of creepy? You know you're wearing the same colors as her and everything. Eventually, you know she kind of says I admire you, Madison Rain. This almost kind of made me think of, uh, Mickey James and Trish for a little bit, just the way Brittany kept looking at her, and, like, holding her hand, and Madison was kind of like, okay, it's getting a little bit, uh, too, uh, close for comfort here, um, eventually Brittany kind of hints that she wants to be Madison's tag partner, Madison's like, well, you don't want to deal with beautiful people, once you kind of are stuck with them, you're, you're stuck with them forever, uh, Brittany's like, look, I need my one opportunity, like, you got, when you first got here, and, Magnus is like, well, let's just talk strategy. So, you know, the women are smart. They talk strategy behind closed doors. Magnus is dumb, and apparently he likes to go out in front of the arena and talk strategy in front of everyone. Uh, I don't get that. You're the world champion. Aren't you supposed to be a little bit smarter than that? Oh, wait, this is TNA. Your world champion looks dumb half the time anyway. Uh, but anyway, um, Magnus and Abyss come out here. Abyss is in a suit, still wearing the mask. So, you know, he's supposed to be, I guess, corporate Abyss or something now. Uh, Eventually, we have, uh, you know, Magnus is saying, oh, Abyss, you're in the upper echelon now because you hang out with upper echelon people like me, not like the mouth breathers, which I kind of laughed at. But, uh, (laughs) you know, he's the fans kind of get mad because they start calling him paper champion and Magnus tells him to shut up. And, you know, uh, Magnus says uh, he doesn't care whether it's the idiots on Spike TV or the fans or whatever. Magnus is going to make sure that Abyss doesn't betray him. And you know why he's going to tell him that? Because he's going to do something that nobody else that's been with Abyss does. He brings up James Mitchell which Abyss gets kind of pissed, he says. He brings up even Eric Young who's supposed to be his friend. Well, Magnus is going to be his real friend because he tells Abyss that he loves him. And he gives him a weird, awkward hug. Abyss doesn't hug him as, you know, Taz makes a big note that it's a one-sided hug, and uh, it it was kind of awkward, I felt like we're kind of almost getting somewhere that I don't think that they wanted to get to, but the fans kind of felt that way too, it was weird, um, I thought it was kind of funny for Magnus, you know, kind of prototypical, okay, I'm going to make sure I have everything in my back pocket, um, which we see more of later, but What'd you guys think of this whole thing? Eventually, Eric Young does attack Abyss and uh, Magnus, and this was funny because um, Magnus is, has no problem attacking Eric Young with Abyss. As soon as Samoa Joe comes out, he just leaves Abyss to to die out there. He just, just slides out of the ring like you know he just saw a ghost. And then luckily, Abyss. Uh, I wonder what they were gonna do if Abyss didn't get knocked out of the ring that quick. Was Abyss gonna get pissed that Magnus left? Uh, either way. Uh, that's pretty much the end of that segment. What did, what did you guys think?
8: Uh, I I enjoyed the segment for the most part, which is rare, because I mostly don't really like Magnus's segments, but the I love you and the awkward hug just was hilarious. <laughs> it's like the most, like he's trying to be bros with him, and Abyss can't really be a bro. So, <laughs> I, I also gotta say, Abyss' mask looked ten times more terrible when he's wearing a suit, so...
7: Don't do that again. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, I knew they're gonna do suit thing. They've got to, but jeez, he just looked like a train wreck. <laughs> uh, Doesn't it,
6: that mask look a lot like that Kane face mask that Kane had not really uh, for a while?
7: It looks similar to it, if not just like it. I, I know it reminds me of Kane almost every time I see it. Um. But, you know, I don't know. Magnus is doing pretty good on this. I I mean, usually I'm pretty bored of Magnus. Usually whatever he says, I'm just like, okay, la, 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 la. But, you know, I think with him and uh, Abyss together and, of course, him, you know, doing his own, you know, style of what he does, I like it to an extent. But at the same time, mm, I'm at 50-50, you know. Some of it I'm like eh, boring. Some of it I'm like, okay, that could be interesting. Mm.
6: Yeah, I'm okay with this for what we got. It kind of plants seeds for things later and fits in with Magnus's character, you know. He wants to keep his bodyguard close, which makes total sense because Magnus is a, you know, he's a pussy. <laughs> uh, he can't win without somebody helping him. MVP is backstage with the Wolves who apparently there we find out now that they're supposed to have a tag team title match against the Bromans, but the Bromans are smarter, uh, than the Wolves because <laughs> Bobby E comes in and he comes in with the doctor and he's like, uh Hey, hey, I got something uh going on. Uh Jesse got hurt working out at the gym. He uh did something to his quad, he dislocated his quad or something, and and the the ref kind of makes it seem like, or the doctor kind of makes it seem like it's not something legit at first, and then he kind of hands WP a paper, and it is legit, so... The Wolves are... This was... I laughed, because the Wolves' disdain was such, like, one of those, ah, and then... There's no kicking couches, there's no really upset. It's like Darn man, we really earned our match. I really wanted it's like a little child throwing a not so upset tantrum. It it was just terrible acting on Davy Richards. Just I, I laughed at that. It was terrible. I don't know. Do you guys agree with me? Because I just I I laughed more at the fact that Robbie E was sitting there yelling lawsuit 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 at you know MVP if you let make him wrestle, and then the wolves just act like, oh man, and then leave.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Davey Richards was over the top and and not in a good way uh, at all. Uh, I, I like Eddie was more believable in this because he just like you sure you can't do anything if you pee I mean come on and, and all that stuff so uh, that was okay I mean Robbie stole it because the lawsuit lawsuit no match was just uh, it's like rubbing salt in the wound every time it's so funny. <laughs>
7: Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty comical. I have to say that. I mean, in something like this, I mean, I enjoy pretty much, you know, the whole way through just because I feel like I'm getting entertained. I, this is the point where I say, you know, talking isn't so bad because it is entertaining. Me. I don't like when I talk about talking, everybody, it's when it's just about a match or it's about something where they draw it out for like. 20, 25 minutes and it's like you're repeating yourself, quit repeating yourself, this kind of stuff is fun, it's entertaining and you know, I, I mean, I, I was you know, pretty much thrilled you know, to see something like this
6: uh, I was gonna say something I forgot oh, well Shouldn't uh, we just basically call the wolves like MVP's assistants or something at this point? Like they should. They just seem to be like his little buddies that are always around.
7: Mm-hmm. They. they what would you call them? Would you? They can't be called the assistant GMs, right? There's posse. I mean, the posse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> at least they're not from the mean streets, right? Oh, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh you know and they don't wear vests well
7: you know TNA loves to bring up the fact that MVP spent time in prison so they could always call them some kind of prison terminology
6: The cha- you know the chain gang. Yeah. Not, the, not the John Cena <laughs> kind <laughs> uh, well we have our beautiful people in Madison Reign and Brittany match this got more time than the exhibition match. Uh, beautiful people win, as expected, pretty much. Brittany tags herself in, and ca- they kind of make it seem like that's what cost uh, them the match because she's inexperienced. Uh, Madison didn't wasn't ready for that, even though she'd been kind of knocked down when that happened. Uh, I thought this match was fine. Uh, nothing, you know, overly great or anything. Uh, I did like the heel tactics with them, like choking Madison in the corner to kind of taking turns, almost doing that and whatever. I thought Brittany looked fine for the little bit of time she got in the ring. Um, I guess the feud continues. Mm.
8: Yeah. Um, uh, the beautiful people are, I mean, there's still that same relationship they had in the ring when way back when, which is good. Uh, they work really well in the ring together and it really shows in this uh, even though it's kind of short uh, Brittany uh, I, I've seen Santana Garrett wrestle before she's she's really good, she's a heck of talent so I mean the more time I enjoy the little gimmick that we have here because now we're going to have some tension on that side because I'm assuming this is going to keep going because these are really the only four you can have unless you have ODB and Gail Kim become a part of it um,
6: but I think which that would be a really stretch of a tag team since they hated each other for such a long time right
8: so, I mean, I think this will work out well in the end as, you know, it's still percolating. So, mm-hmm.
7: yeah, I mean, I I agree. And, you know, the match itself, though, I mean, just going back to that, it, the fact that, you know, they were able to, you know, get in there and use Brittany, you know, a newer star and all that it did help. But at the same time, it's nothing new, nothing we haven't seen before for the most part. So, I mean, it's it's hard to sit here and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, a new dynamic helps. No, not really. It's not much to it. Um, I, I think Paul is right when he says it needs to percolate. We need a little bit more of the story. We need a little bit more of them in the ring together. Once that chemistry really gets going, I think we're going to get a lot more uh, great things.
6: Yeah, I agree. You just got to let this flesh out, you know. Uh, Alrighty, well, after this, we kind of get going to... Oh, this was interesting, because, you know... We had the Madness and Abyss thing earlier. And now we have Magnus meeting up with EC3 all of a sudden. And he's kind of asking EC3... You know, he's like, EC3, you had a good match, man. You're kind of getting somewhere. Uh, You know, we're, we're still friends, right? Like, you're... You still got my back and E C three is like, didn't we end our business relationship? Why are you talking to me right now? I know you won something and He's like, I just wanna know you got my back, man, and and E C three kinda knows. He's like, I know you are scared about abyss going for your title and all that. I mean, I thought this was well done. It makes E C three look really smart. Uh A C three's like Ah, who knows if I have your back or not? Like, this is just really good between the two. I liked it. It plays off their past history and everything. So, good on TNA for this one. Any comments before we get to this match we've been waiting for for a while here? I still
8: want to see an EC3 Magnus feud. I think you could really build something off of this right now.
6: I think after, uh... Whatever, the pay-per-view is in April... Uh, sacrifice i bet you might see it heading in a slam anniversary
2: mm.
6: i think it kind of deserves its own cycle of pay-per-views or lead up to because it, i think it'd be kind of shoehorning it if you kind of try to rush it for sacrifice mm-hmm.
7: yeah I, I agree i mean i think that i i think these two guys they just seem to work so well together I like the feud already. Um, It's something that's so young in its infancy. Um, But if I'm already kind of thinking, okay, well, I want to see what happens next. That means it's working right. It's doing the right things. And um, I think that they need a slow burn with this. They definitely don't need to rush this because if they rush it, it's going to be worthless.
6: Agreed. It's better to do the slow burn than, you know, just kind of letting it They've already had to kind of let it simmer. They can let it simmer a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, it'd be, it wouldn't be bad for EC3 to get a Willow match on the pay-per-view, too.
8: Right. I mean, they just can't. Like, you're going to have to keep doing little segments like this, like, every two weeks or so, just so we know, hey, this is still going to be a thing later. So. Right. so long as TNA doesn't forget that, I think we'll be okay. But
6: Yeah, for sure. Uh,. Oh, the uh, Kenny King and MVP exhibition match here. Um, really, this was, I almost felt like, uh, you know, if if we're counting it on points, I, I'm sure MVP won. Uh, but Kenny King won in the uh, taunting and uh, showboating and just being awesome department. <laughs> uh, eventually, this gets, uh, a, you know, they just, Kind of, they can't deal with the chain wrestling anymore, and Kenny King gets upset because MVP is kind of holding his own and beating him. And eventually, they just kind of beat, uh, punch each other, and then Kenny King like basically blindsides uh, MVP, and they eventually have to call the match off because it's no longer exhibition anymore. If you're dealing out punches and stuff, apparently, so. That was. Uh, I thought this was interesting. It's a different take on something we don't see this kind of stuff all the time. So I thought it was uh, kind of fun. Uh, who knew MVP could wrestle like that, huh?
8: Yeah. Um. I mean, watch New Japan is all I could say. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I really like this. There's some. Uh, it's good back and forth. It's a good way to tease. Because, uh, you know, obviously they're not supposed to hit each other, apparently, which would have been cool if we got some explanation about what this was actually supposed to be beforehand. But uh, it was still very neat. I mean, you know, just got to watch them sort of like legit wrestle instead of all the extra fun stuff, which is they're saving for later, obviously. So it's going to be really cool.
6: Well, hold on, Gary, for you comment uh, somebody just decided to call in. So awesome. you are on the air with W2M.
5: Hey guys, you uh, to Anthony from New Jersey, just, uh, tr- wanted to chime in, was enjoying the show and, I uh, just want to ask a few questions whenever, um, you know, I, I know you guys are on a topic, but whenever you guys, um, you know, get a chance, I'll just ask a question.
6: Just go ahead,
5: man. Okay, uh, I'm having major concerns here. With um, yeah, I've been monitoring it like all day, like on and off from work. uh, The network, I I have not run into any trouble. You know, just like checking out the events that's going on. But I'm thinking I'm gonna have like you know ten to fifteen people at my house. And I'm going to show everybody WrestleMania, and then bam, it's going to crash on me. I want your thoughts on that and thinking, you know, should I be worried or am I just thinking the worst is going to happen? And, uh, you know, I'm just concerned a little bit about this whole network crashing for WrestleMania.
8: Uh, Man, I personally am prepared for the worst. I'm going over to a buddy's house. There's going to be like 12 of us over there. Uh, So I'm prepared for the worst. I think all of us are kind of prepared for the worst. Uh, I'm expecting something terrible to happen. Uh, That doesn't mean it's going to, but I'd definitely be prepared to be like, hey, guys, bad stuff might happen, so just stick with it.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Anthony, I I agree. I mean, it is kind of nerve-wracking because, you know, I think that people all over this country and, of course, people overseas will be having big parties, you know, having a great time. And just one little glitch could ruin the entire, you know, event. And so, I mean, I, I thank God that they've been actually working on this. They've been testing and testing. I think WWE knows what they're doing here to an extent. I think that they've been trying to, you know, uh, troubleshoot a lot by themselves, but yeah. nothing happens, uh, like it's planned to. So let's just say this. I'm sure there'll be a few things that may, you know, creep up, but I don't think it's going to be anything that will cut the stream. I could see maybe having some glitches, maybe some frozen frames ever great now and again. Um, But that's just my opinion. I mean, uh, I don't know.
6: I'd hate to worry you guys, but I don't know if this was semi-live or it was because it just went off and they didn't have a lot of time to kind of mess with it. Mm -hmm. I I don't remember how on-demand this was. I know it wasn't too far from when it ended, but when I was watching the first WrestleMania today, it kept... uh, Not freezing, but it would, like, go back two seconds constantly. Like, it would have them repeat what they just said, and then it would try to go on. I've had this problem, too. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's not a problem. Now, this wasn't a live stream, so I don't know if during the live stream it did that or not. But, I mean, that wasn't... That was almost like one of those immediate on-demand things. Yeah. And it shouldn't be doing that.
5: I agree. Uh, I definitely agree. And that's why I'm, like... It's been something that's been. I, I haven't, you know, I'm. I'm not losing sleep over, it, obviously, but I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm gonna prepare for the worst and this and that. So I, and just like you were saying about the, you know, repeating itself. So I'm thinking wait a minute, what's going to happen when all these millions watch WrestleMania and try to get on this stream? So I'm just like, you know, I, I'm like kind of like on the edge with it. And I hope that we're all, you know, going to enjoy this. And because I'm getting hyped early, I I really am. So uh, we'll see what happens, though.
7: Yeah, definitely. You know, I think we're all hoping for the best. I, I mean, I, I, like everybody else, kind of concerned, but, my worry level isn't so high just because of the fact, I think they've really worked their butts off to keep this thing clean, to make it enjoyable for everybody. Cause this is going to be the, the most eyes that WWE is going to have on that network right at this time. And if anything goes wrong, I, I, Paul said it earlier, there's a lot of people that may be casual just saying, you know what, this thing isn't working very well. I don't even need it. I'll just buy the pay-per-views. I want to watch.
5: Yeah. I, um, I agree with that. And then I've also noticed too, like being out and about today that uh, a lot of WWE and older, um, you know, DVDs and Blu-ray are like in combo packs now because nobody's like, Oh, I'm not going to buy this. You know, I can just go on the network and buy it. So I see like, you know, I could definitely see a lot of people turning onto this network and it changing wrestling's future, but hopefully it nothing bad happens or it just kind of turns people's heads the other way.
8: Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, uh, so uh, yeah, I I know they they usually do these combo pack things around WrestleMania time. Uh at least mm-hmm. they have it in recent history. Uh so I I mean I wouldn't be too worried about it. Um I I won't be surprised if they start making documentaries specifically for the network and such, but I don't think they'll get rid of the DVD market, at at least for a while. Yeah, I just want to throw it out there. But
6: do you guys, like, there's a lot of people that all of a sudden went on this selling spree once they announced the network. Would you do the same thing? Would you want to get, you know... Want to make self space for yourself and feel like, well, all this stuff will be on the network or is already on the network anyway? Do I need to have these DVDs anymore? Uh, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go
5: ahead. No, no. no I'm, I was just, I was just gonna say that um, when he had asked that question, I picked up a DVD today and I was like, "What is it? I was like, it's coming with an ECW T-shirt. Like, that's pretty cool." But I just put it down. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna sit there because I'm probably not gonna watch it. You know, I could just go on the network and buy it. So that's how I felt about it. But I'm sorry, but go ahead. What else we you were thinking about it?
8: As I, I have uh, a crap ton of WWE DVDs. Um, I'm personally not gonna get rid of them. Uh, I mean, what happens if I can't afford the network sometime, or what happens if uh, you know I don't my internet goes out or something? I you know I. I also spent money on them, I'm not gonna get rid of them, but I, that's just sort of the way I buy I guess. I don't really plan on selling stuff I buy. Yeah.
6: Right, and there's no guarantee that you'll get all your money back selling it on eBay, especially with a lot of people are having that same mindset now where, well am I really gonna pay frickin $300? Lucky Land Casino, asking
3: people
1: what's the weirdest
3: place you've gotten lucky?"
1: lucky?
6: or whatever it is for like 200 DVDs or I don't know how many you have but I, you know, until I had the problem where uh, somebody stole what my grandparents were doing in the sale when they were selling their house and somebody just decided to take my DVDs but I I had a crap ton too and I would it would be a lot for me to go and sell them because to me it's something that I can always have what if for some reason WWE decides to Go back and edit a lot of things, and take Benoit out of the network, or or you know whatever they decide to do with. They want to start having content disappear permanently. I'd rather know that I have this forever, and they can't take it away from me. You know.
7: Yeah, and another thing, you know, buying the DVDs or the Blu-rays is not a bad idea. Still, there's a market for it because if you're a big fan of a certain event or a certain pay-per-view you don't have those extra features when it comes to watching it on the network they don't show up unless yeah. they have a special time where they're going to show those f- scenes but so far from what i've seen they don't show them you have to have the dvd right. itself to get those extra yeah, features
6: yeah the documentaries they only show the documentaries. yeah and so mm-hmm.
7: like when, when, when all three of us when we reviewed the sounds of the dvd that new you know the dvd we actually did it uh online we didn't go and purchase the dvd and sit there and watch it um and so doing saying that we didn't get a chance to check out some of those little extra features that may have made us say oh well I, I might want this or not you know and, and I think that's going to be the selling point when you're talking about buying Blu-rays DVDs or anything media wise when it comes to WWE so there's still a market for it.
6: And I think WWE doesn't show those extras on purpose because they do want you to still go out there and buy those DVDs and Blu-rays. I mean, it's not like they're just making those to shit on shelves. I mean, mm-hmm. they want people to buy those until it's proven that a lot of the, uh, you know, fan base is on the network and there's not a need for those anymore. That's when we'll start not seeing them, huh. which is still a long ways off. Yeah,
7: definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm.
6: Any, you have any other questions or anything you want, else you want to?
5: I do. I do want to add one more thing. Uh, there was a lot of activity and it was kind of cool. Um, you know, browsing through Facebook today on your uh, on your fan page, and there and it all started out when Stone Cold announced that he's going to be at WrestleMania in some sort of fashion, and uh, I, and it's not just the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure he'll be making an appearance on uh, at WrestleMania and. The thing is, is that he said one day before that that um, he thinks CM Punk's coming. Now, is this something that's for real, or is this something that's you know, in you and your guys' opinion? I mean, is this like because I, I you know I feel like it's coming, and I just don't, I, and I but I, I don't trust it either. I don't know if it's just rumors. So I want to get your guys' input off, on that whole CM Punk Stone Cold situation. That's uh, going on a lot of rumors that are going around.
8: Uh, you know, I wouldn't trust it personally. I still think Punk, I mean, if Punk is there, it's to support people and be backstage and stuff like that. If they're even going to let him do that. Uh, I mean, but he does technically have a contract, so I don't really know how that's going to work or anything like that. So who knows? Uh, personally, I wouldn't put a lot of stock in it. Um, I wouldn't be so excited to, or, you know, expect to see him on your laptop or whatever you're going to be watching WrestleMania on tomorrow. Yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, we said this not too, uh, you know a little bit ago. Don't watch WrestleMania hoping you're going to get Punk because you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. And the show itself doesn't deserve that. Don't base your whole WrestleMania viewing experience around Punk. Not saying you're doing that, but there might be some people that love Punk so much heard this rumor and go. Oh my God! I'm gonna buy WrestleMania now. For God's sake,s please don't waste sixty dollars on that uh, just to hope to see Punk. You know, just wait till Raw the next night. That's probably more likely he'll show up then. Yeah, I, if he does at all.
7: Oh, I totally agree, Sean. And and the thing is, is I think you know Stone Cold made that prediction out of his own you know. I guess, mind of thought process of what could happen. Um, I don't think he knows. I don't think he has any inside information. I mean, I'm sure he's had some conversations with CM Punk, but from what we hear, uh, CM Punk isn't talking to anybody. So I don't think that we really need to get all excited about it. Uh, If it happens, it's because it was booked that way and they swerved all of us. They tricked us all. So, I, I right. think, I mean, you really don't need to get your hype you know your hopes up and be hyped about that. Heck, I even worry about getting all excited about Sting showing up on the brawl after WrestleMania because, I mean, I could get my hopes up and wait and wait and wait and it doesn't happen. I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm just going to watch the content. Oh,
6: trust me, Gary. I'm doing that, too.
7: I'm just going <laughs> to. And I'm trying to keep myself from doing it. <laughs> uh, trust me. I, I know how that is. It's hard. You know, when Brock Lesnar was rumored to come back the Raw after last year, I think all of us were like, well, well, we kind of, towards that third hour, we're like, it's not going to happen. Then it happens, we're all like, oh, God, yes. And the same way with Sting, I think a lot of us are going to be hoping for it, but we don't know. So to answer your question, I think all of us kind of pointed out things. I I think most of us are going to agree. CM Punk is a guy you probably won't see at WrestleMania 30. If you do, it's the biggest trick we've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think
6: Austin, too, keeps talking from the perspective of, he has to remember that Punk isn't one of these money guys. Punk saved his money. He doesn't need the big WrestleMania payday. Not that Austin needed that payday. He was making millions and millions. But he said it to JR in his first podcast that you know he wasn't going to go miss WrestleMania payday. But CM Punk just might because he's that way. Mm-hmm. If he wants to prove a point, he'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, My opinion
5: was on this whole thing. Was I was sold in the beginning of the week that... You're not gonna see Punk on TV anytime soon. Then all of a sudden Austin comes along, and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. I was already happy about the WrestleMania card as it was. I thought it was, you know, was what it was, and I thought, you know, it's shaping up to be a pretty decent pay per view. And then suddenly these rumors come out, and I'm like, hold up, that just game, you know, the game just changes big time when you hear rumors like that flying around. So I just want to get your thoughts on that, and you know, kind of
7: just went from there. Well, cool, man. Uh, anything, anything else?
5: No, that's it. I appreciate you guys for having me on, asking the questions again. And I will hang up and listen to the rest of the show. And I'll talk are to you guys you soon. Are uh,
6: on Monday night?
5: Monday night for the uh, WrestleMania uh, uh, recap, is that correct?
7: Yeah, WrestleMania yeah. recap.
5: Oh, yeah, definitely. I want to be a part of that. That will be so cool. I uh, have a uh, lot of fun talking wrestling with you guys. You guys are great, so I definitely will be available for that.
7: All right, buddy. We'll, we'll see you Monday. Thanks for calling in, buddy.
5: All right, guys. Have
7: a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Later. Awesome. Hey, there
6: you go. See, people can call in if you call that number, just like Anthony. Yeah, give say, us that so.
7: number again, Sean, just so people can remember if they want to.
6: It's 972-591-8636. And I just happened to check the Facebook page, and Josh was asking me if we were on. I guess he, sometimes, you know, when we post those that I were live – and I post those, uh, that the, you know, the link to the episode. I think he didn't kind of think that we were really live because we didn't really tell anybody unless you happen to really listen closely to the episode last week that we were doing another one of these. So maybe he, he kind of asked me like an hour ago, Are you all live right now? And I happened to just see it now when Anthony called. I was like, Oh, well, we could have had two people call. Yeah. Me, but it's all right.
7: <laughs> well, uh, you'll have to get me back on track, Sean. What were we talking about with TNA?
6: Uh, where were we? I think, I know we're close to the end here. We were um, at MVP
7: versus Kenny King's exhibition match.
6: Oh, yes. yes. I think we pretty much, I made the comment about we didn't know that a MVP could wrestle like that or whatever, and yeah, I knew about the No Japan thing, I was kind of just making a a joke about, well, I don't know that we've seen MVP do that kind of stuff before, unless you've seen him in New Japan. Um,
8: Now I look like a prick, thanks, Sean. No, <laughs> no, 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 no,
6: like... Oh. Uh, why does this always happen? Uh, I just now I might. look terrible. <laughs> uh, so that's that's good. We all look terrible here. Uh, <laughs> except Gary, who kept his mouth shut. Uh, I just what? kept my
7: mouth shut. I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh,
6: they did have a uh, where you know MVP kind of you know he was pissed about that whole thing. So Kenny King's kind of having a one of those secret camera interviews. And then MVP just comes from behind and beats, you know, just whacks him. And then quickly you see the Wolves show up and they're trying to separate them. I mean, dang, they're just quick to show up for MVP at any moment, huh? Uh, Then Davey and Eddie are just there talking about stuff that apparently MVP was telling them. You know, like, hey... You told us about, you know, being calm and don't getting it not letting people get to you and all this stuff and you're letting Kenny King get to you. Don't don't sweat him or whatever. It was it was awkward in a way, but I guess it all makes sense. It stopped MP from fighting him. Kenny King kinda made a motion like, Okay, you know, this ain't done yet or whatever. Uh do you wanna see a feud between these two prolonged or this one off good enough for you?
8: I don't know what you said there because it kind of broke up uh, a lot at the end. But uh, I like the seg. I mean, the segment itself wasn't great, but I like what it does for Kenny King. Uh, if he's getting under skin of MVP, uh, that definitely means that, uh, you know, we're going to be seeing a lot more of him. And he's going to get a, a decent push out of this, which is definitely, definitely necessary for Kenny King right now.
7: Yeah, I mean, if you really look at it, MVP is the top dog right now. There's nobody bigger than MVP. He is the man, um, which is weird to say. Sorry. It's just odd for me to say. <laughs> MVP is the biggest face on the company. Okay. Awkward. Um, but saying that, that's a great way to help Kenny King. Uh, Paul said it right. You, you really need him to help push um, Kenny King along. And I like it. I, I'm thrilled. I think these guys compliment each other. Um I really didn't realize that till I'm watching this show, and I'm thinking, "Wow, I, I just like this. It's this the perfect chemistry when they wrestled. I enjoyed that, so I want more. I, I'm already ready for more, and that's a good thing."
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, we got a little taste, and now who knows what we're gonna get from them? Uh, pretty much, here we go with the main event, the four corners match for the world title. Uh, this got a little bit over ten minutes. Magnus eventually will uh, get left alone with uh, Abyss. He kind of cons Abyss or reminds him about what happened to Four, and Abyss just kind of stands there while Magnus gives the elbow to uh, EY, I think it is. Yeah, to EY, and Magnus keeps the title. So Samoa Joe almost had his moment with a choke, but. Magnus was able to get it with a low blow. uh what do you guys think of the match and, and the overall you know story ending here?
8: I think uh it played well to all the stories involved I, The match isn't really anything too special uh it's a little messy at times, but I mean it did Joe looked awesome by the end of this. I mean he's power slamming everybody he's chunking people out of the ring i mean you but if you haven't realized by now, Joe should be the champion uh. <laughs> Uh he's beating him, or he technically was gonna beat him at lockdown, and he just keeps managing to get the one ups on him and he just can't seem to get it done, but they do a good job of making them still look really strong in this, uh which is I definitely think is a necessity, and it plays into the sort of the abyss Magnus relationship that they're working on right now, and we can see i mean all all credit to abyss he looks really good at being torn here uh so I thought it was a good ending, I think as I the match wasn't anything too impressive.
7: Yeah, I mean, the match was kind of a letdown, if you ask me. I, I think I was kind of thinking it would be a little bit better. Um, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't anything just awful. I, I didn't sit there and say, oh, this is just terrible. I want to turn my TV off. No, it was just there, and I don't like that in main events. I want to be excited. I want more to be involved in the match. Um, really, I mean, I, I think you know the ending was pretty good. I am really just kind of curious with how long this Abyss thing is going to last. That's my biggest thing. Every time I get to the situation where we see Magnus control Abyss, I don't know what it is about it. To me, it's just a weird connection. It's it's to me. I'll say it this way: it's like when you have two magnets and you turn them around, and then you kind of notice that they won't connect if you turn them to the opposite side. That's kind of way I feel about Magnus and this whole abyss thing. It, to me, okay, it's you're trying to get it to work, but to me, it's just not the best. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. I don't know. Um, I I totally get why they're doing it. Magnus needs a big guy to protect him. It's part of the whole. I'm a heel. I need someone to help me. Um, but on the other side, I mean, I just think there's going to have to be a breaking point. And when that breaking point happens, I think I'm totally agreeance with Paul. And I'm sure Sean will say the same thing. Samoa Joe needs to be the champion. Magnus's reign has not been great at all. It's been kind of lackluster. If the company's moving in a different direction, which we kind of hope they are, I think that you need to get that belt on Samoa Joe as soon as possible. Mm-hmm.
6: I can see sacrifice being that moment, and I can see that whole thing they tease with Magnus and EC3. EC3 wants to cost the Magnus the title, and that sets up their feud right there. So there will uh, um, another at the end here. We find out that there's going to be a Wrath of Dixie. Next Thursday, who's gonna feel that wrath? We don't know, but we are. Didn't take a very long to <laughs> didn't take a very long to keep Dixie, uh, uh, you know, to put Dixie back on TV. Um, the ratings had been kind of staying put, not that they'd really been going down or anything, but I don't think anybody expected the MVP to be moving the needle or whatever. Um, do you think uh, this is gonna? I mean. Who do you think is going to be feeling that wrath, uh, aside from us, obviously?
7: I'm sorry, Sean. You're breaking up a little bit. I, I, it was hard for me to understand.
6: Who do you think is going to feel the wrath of Dixie?
7: Did you get that, Paul? I didn't. <laughs> okay, sorry, Dang. Sean. I, I think don't the know mic is kind of going on, in and out man. a little bit.
8: I know you're sounding fine on the feet. It's just for us. You keep breaking up, and that makes
7: it hard to talk to you.
6: <laughs> oh. Sorry. It's okay, just
7: just uh, a summary. What was it again?
6: Dixie. Who's she gonna hate on?
7: Ah, who's she gonna hate on? Paul, take it away. I'm gonna go with uh I'm sure
8: she's gonna have bully in her sights. Uh I'm sure MVP is going to be ripped for the for the ripping apart that she does. Um I'm sure she's gonna hate on the fans too, so I mean I'm sure everybody's gonna get it, but I'm I'm assuming the main focus is gonna be MVP and Bully Ray. Mm-hmm.
6: I hope Magnus will get a little bit, too, because of uh, ending their relationship or whatnot.
7: Yeah, and you know what? It it would be very interesting to see if she talked about her favorite nephew, if you mentioned him at all. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I don't know. I think you all brought up some great suggestions. I mean, I, I think I have to agree with everyone you guys mentioned. I mean, Rockstar Spud, I mean, he was her lab dog. So I don't see him getting too much heat from Dixie.
6: I'm sure he'll be happy to go right back on that lap,
7: mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> wheelchair <laughs> and all.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now maybe he'll just have Dixie sit on his lap yeah. instead. You know. Uh, anyway, um, this was a good show. I, you know, they should have more wrestling like they did on this show more often.
8: Yeah, uh, it's definite props to TNA on how good the show. Was. It was it was solid all the way through. At least it flowed really well. It was about fifty-fifty as far as talking and wrestling went. So. Uh, Definite improvement over what we had been getting a month ago.
7: Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. And they need to save this tape and just when they write their shows, whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. to prepare for a show, hey, let's do it this way. This is our format. Let's stick to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I imagine
6: with Dixie coming in next week, that's probably gonna yeah, it's going out the
7: window. Yeah. (laughs) So prepare for you know seventy five percent talking, maybe twenty five percent wrestling. So. (laughs) Uh, well (laughs) none of us are looking forward to that well you know we've talked TNA and uh, you know Really, honestly, that's great, and we love talking TNA. But you know, WrestleMania is the biggest thing going right now. We're all excited about it. We, it's all we're talking about. We're going to talk about it some more though, and we're going to kind of give you guys, people listening, a little bit of insight on what we have experienced with WrestleMania. Maybe some things about us or about our experiences with WrestleMania uh, that you may not know. Um, the first thing we want to talk about, though, guys, is We've watched WrestleMania for years, and if the matches that we didn't get a chance to see, you know, some of the early WrestleManias like me, I got a chance to check out a few of the early WrestleManias I didn't watch uh, and got to experience a lot of it. I want to know give me a, a few of their favorite moments of WrestleMania. Oh, man, what a loaded question. <laughs>
6: Just a, just something, uh, really. Just,
7: I know and there's a ton, I mean, you could, my God, we, we're gonna have, we going to have 29 of them so far, but I mean, some of the biggest things that stick out in your
6: mind. Oh, I think we have somebody calling in again, hold All on. All right. Uh, you are live on W2M, you have a question for us?
4: Hey guys, this is Josh.
6: Hey Josh.
4: Hey, how are y'all doing tonight?
8: Great. You gotta be tired,
4: man. <laughs> yeah, almost really. four over
6: there.
4: Yeah, a little bit beat, but you know, I felt bad because I wanted to call in Monday when me and my wife went to Raw and every other show, <laughs> the, the taping for every other show, and I felt bad because my phone died mid way to the to home. So um I missed that show so I just wanted to call in and um say what's up to you guys and let you know that I didn't forget about you at all. <laughs> it was just uh <laughs> um I, horrible planning on my part because I I had to work Monday until about noon and in my excitement to get to D.C. as quick as possible, I left the phone charger in the work van, and therefore I had no way to charge my phone for about 400 hours or whatever WWE decided to take that night.
6: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I never sang on the podcast. Good Lord. Yeah. That's a lot of hours of TV. <laughs>
7: Man, that is crazy as much as you had to sit through. But, I mean, uh, hopefully it was enjoyable. Hopefully you enjoyed your night. Thank you.
4: Oh, I know. I I mean, yeah, I say that jokingly, but honestly, it it, is always cool to go to a live show, and especially when you get to see a whole week. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, boo-hoo, I had to sit through a whole week worth of shows. It, It was cool to be there, but... When you're sitting in the arena, those little ass seats in the arena start to feel a lot smaller five hours into a show, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> oh man. So I, I'm sure I'm sure it was a beating, but uh, I know I know it was fun for you and uh give 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 us a highlight. It was something you really enjoyed seeing live at that event.
4: Um. Well, number one, I, I, I have never seen Hulk Hogan live. You know, I grew up a wrestling fan, and I started really watching wrestling during the early 90s. And, you know, all of my friends in elementary school were all about Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan was never really a big deal to me. Ultimate Warrior is the guy that really got me into wrestling. But still, Hulk Hogan is still, like, a main guy and I never saw him live. So of course seeing Hogan live for the first time I was like, Oh, you know, finally I'm seeing this guy live. But other than that, I would say that my wife got me the tickets for a birthday present. And unfortunately yet also fortunately, The only seats that were less were upper deck seats. But I actually kind of prefer that for the end of Raw because when when Daniel Bryan came out and the whole arena was chanting yes, we were up top, and that let us be able to look down at the whole arena, and the whole arena was just insane with the yes, yes, yes chants. Like, I don't think there was anybody sitting down at the end of that night so to me i think it was actually better that we were up top because we could actually see the entire arena doing that chant and it it, it was a really special moment
7: Wow. That is awesome. Uh, you know, a lot of us talk about the yes movement and is, is it really as big as people say, you know, when are, you, you know, when you're actually live in that arena, is it really that electrifying? And it sounds like to me, it really is that electrifying from what you're giving me.
4: Oh, yeah. It was, it was crazy. I mean, in the arena during the show when Daniel Bryan came out, it was great walking out of the arena Even walking out, everybody's chanting yes, yes, yes. We got on the Metro riding home, and everybody in the Metro and walking back to our car, everybody was just chanting yes, yes, yes. And me and my wife had been to shows before, and, you know, the Daniel Bryan yes chant was, like, kind of going on then, like a year ago, but it was not as intense as it was now when we were walking back to our car and on the Metro going to the car, we looked at each other and was like, Oh my God, this is insane. Like every, everybody is chanting this thing.
7: <laughs> wow. that is Yeah.
6: Me and Paul were there for the beginning in Miami and it was leaving the arena, going to your car. I mean, at the arena, it was, uh, a sight to behold, but I can't imagine how much more crazy it is now with everybody doing it as opposed to just, you know, that one international crowd that happened to be there. Yeah. That night, you know.
7: Yeah, y'all get to hear the C, C, C chants, right?
6: Yeah, we had that too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh, definitely cool. Well, uh, did you have any questions or anything, Josh, you wanted to jump into with us real quick?
4: Um, I know. I know y'all. Go... You all are doing the, the NXT and TNA chat, and I, 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 I honestly I have not watched TNA in a long time. Of uh, last time I watched it, I mean, Magnus seems to be a good champion, but to be honest, I, I lost interest in TNA. It's just oh man i i don't wanna i see I, I don't wanna say too much to like knock the product because I do want them to succeed but there's nothing about d n a that really strikes my interest.
7: Yeah. You know, I I think uh, Sean and Paul would agree with me on this. It, you know, we like to cover TNA. We also hope they succeed. We like having as much wrestling uh, you know, on, you know, major markets, you know, big time. We'd like to talk about them. Heck, we we would love to talk ROH if we had more time on the show. We just don't have as much time.
6: Or if we could actually watch it on our Yeah. TV, yeah, you know.
7: yeah. TNA actually may leave if we could. <laughs> we don't know. Yet. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, we want them to succeed. But sometimes it's just a beating to get through an episode. It just it beats you to death. Yeah, and
6: luckily, this week's
7: wasn't yeah. like
6: that. But it's a rarity.
7: Ain't <laughs> <And> true? <that's, laughs> yeah. But you know, since you're not you know big on the TNA. <laughs> How do you feel about NXT, Josh? I mean, we've seen, especially after Arrival, have you had a chance to check out NXT a lot lately? And what do you think so far?
4: Oh, I've always loved NXT. Um, I the only thing that I I, don't, I wouldn't say that I necessarily necessarily have a problem with it, but uh, Alexander Rusev, I I kind of hope that he's part of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. But there are so many guys that I think should be put on the main roster before him to where I'm kind of like, eh, you know, if Rusev gets in there, that's fine. But <laughs> where are these other guys? You know, where's Neville? Where's, where's, uh, you yeah, know, there's, oh, shit, um,
6: Sammy Zayn would be great for that. Yeah, Zayn, that, that's...
4: Yeah, he's... Long gone. Sorry, it, it, it's late, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
6: no, it's
2: all right, Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh...
4: I mean, it, it, and it's nothing against him. I hope that he's. I hope that he succeeds, because just, like, as many wrestling promotions that succeed, as many wrestling characters that That succeed is better for all wrestling fans, but I just, Rusev, I kind of see like the next Kozlov or the next Ludwig Borgo, where he's going to be hot for a minute and then he's going to fade away. And I hope that's not true, but that's kind of where I'm seeing him now.
8: First of all, props for the Ludwig Borga reference. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> going way back. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a solid chance he will be in the Battle Royal. Uh, I, I'm willing to wait as long as they can to bring up NXT guys, though, because they're already having trouble trying to figure out a mid-card. Uh, I do not want to see Neville or Sami Zayn or a lot of these other top guys in NXT get lost in the shuffle. Um, I'm okay, I am mean, if Rusev, I'm, I'm more than willing to bet that he will. But he's not – I mean, I like him. He's just not one of those guys I'm pinching a lot of hope on, like Zayn or Neville or some of these other guys. Uh, you know, uh, Tyler Breeze, for example. Um, so, I, uh, you know, that's my definite worry if they bring up too many too fast. Yeah.
6: I- yeah, I think Chip H's a strategy that he has right now where there are kind of be NXT superstars on the network. I think that's a really good idea.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why we've mentioned on the show before they're putting an emphasis on NXT on the network. They want that to be uh, a major show for them. It's just not on TV. You know, (laughs) they want it to be something where people pay attention, watch it and get their doses of the guys they like. Until they can actually move them up, and I, I, I agree with what you know, like Paul was saying. You want them to have a place for them before they do move them up. I I know Christian is supposedly going to retire soon. Once that happens, maybe that'll open a door for one of these guys to actually move in somewhere. I don't know, uh, but it just has to work. We don't want to see an Xavier Woods situation happen, uh, especially with a guy like you know. Let's just mention Tyler Breeze's name. We like him, but the fact of the matter is, is if he's not on the roster and no one can pay attention to who he is, who cares? He'll just be gone tomorrow. So, yeah. mm. um, but anyway.
6: And we've seen that, you know, not just because just you have an NXT gimmick doesn't mean that they'll either they won't use that same gimmick or the WWE doesn't know what to do. Their riders don't know what to do with that gimmick, so mm-hmm. they kind of get lost in the shuffle like Emma. And and like Xavier Woods, who, honestly, he really didn't have that much of a character to begin with, but it, it was more like, well, we kind of teed him with Truth, and then we did this thing with Brodus, and that died, so it, it was almost like, what the who the hell did Brodus piss off yeah. that he just disappeared, and he kind of talks about that on this week's episode of NXT, actually. The only thing I have a problem with NXT is it seems like they kind of fall in this formula now. Where, okay, we're going to have a Divas match somewhere. Uh, then we're going to have a bunch of squashes, and then we're going to have a 15- to 20-minute main event. Mm-hmm. And that bugs me. Why can't we have, like, middle matches that aren't squash matches mostly?
7: Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's it's almost like they're messing with the formula that we like so much, and that's just being almost an indie show. <laughs> they're taking that away yeah. from us. They're formatting it too much. <laughs>
6: Yeah. Oh, well, I hold on, is here, is here's are... a quick question.
7: Burt is Clay still
4: working
6: there? Yep. <laughs> yep. He shows up on this week's episode of NXT with new music. So uh, Ezekiel Jackson somehow.
7: <laughs> Wow.
6: <laughs> <laughs> wow, really?
7: Wasn't he on the roster or not? I thought he was still on the roster. He's still right? on the roster, yeah. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. He's still
7: there. I, oh, you know who else and is still JTG? on the roster? Uh, the, the lawyer. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. David Otunga. David Otunga. Yeah.
6: Uh, oh, he won't get fired because nah. Jennifer Hudson might say something. <laughs> Who knows?
7: Otunga
2: I
4: can kind of see because he seems like a good guy to do, like, their promotional stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. Brodus? <laughs> and especially, uh, I know that there's a website counting down or counting up how how long JTG's been on the roster Hey, hey, keep in mind, I don't want anybody to get fired and lose their job and lose money to support their families. But really, JTG is still getting paid. I don't even know if Vince realizes that he's
8: still on the payroll.
6: <laughs> well, they don't fire anybody now, so yeah, you know. somebody's got a
7: job, man. You know, somebody's <laughs> got a job and they don't want a situation like office space where they're like oh that guy was fired you know 6 months ago then he burns down the place <laughs> <laughs> so
6: and honestly what J- JTG is not one of those guys that's going to go to TNA and light the world on fire even though Dixie might think he will
7: yeah i totally know what you mean well um uh, anything else Josh you wanted to talk about i, I don't want to know, take anything away if you want to say anything else, talking about anything.
4: Oh no, I mean I, I I mean um as far as Raw went Monday, I mean I got a bit of what Sean thought about it. Um wh- what did what did you all think about Raw? Like I saw it live, so I mean you all know that when you see it live it could seem great but then you watch it on T V and it's like eh kind of wasn't.
8: Yeah. <laughs> so. Wrestling is always better live. Uh, I've yet to have an experience where it hasn't been. Um, yeah, The show was good overall. I thought uh, it was a good build uh, all the way around for the most part. I mean, it was a little dull at times, but I mean, they got three hours to fill. I've been willing to throw them a bone for that recently, so.
7: Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it was just a go-home show, and I know they were trying to promote some of the matches and all that. Um, I just don't think it was exactly like we felt like it was going to be. I think we all thought it was going to be a really super hype fest for WrestleMania, and I thought of that. A lot of it was more gained towards promotional items, you know, like when they were showing the packages and all that. Um, besides that, it wasn't just yeah. I don't know. It wasn't bad or anything. I just wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it would be.
6: It did what it needed to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. It wasn't anything. I don't think you should expect anything spectacular. I mean, they've got a gazillion shows they have to the tape that night. I mean, they're kind of just trying to get through it at that point. Uh, and really, if you really need one show to sway you on buying WrestleMania, then they didn't do something right. So I mean, are, are you gonna watch WrestleMania on the network? Or are you watching it on pay-per-view, or do you have? Are you gonna have friends over, or you just watch it by yourself with your wife, or?
4: Oh, we're planning on just uh hoping that the network pans out. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, well, a lot of people I talk to are saying that they're going to spend 70 bucks just so they don't have to worry about the network crashing. I actually considered that, but at the end of the day, I was just like, you know what, it... it we will promise WrestleMania as part of the network package. I'm just going to hope that they deliver. And if they don't, then yeah, my TV will be flying out of a window at some point.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You'll join Mick Foley in that endeavor.
7: (laughs) Oh man, Mick Foley for certain. I
6: I mean, to me, I think if you're having a party, put in some money with everybody and buy the, WrestleMania so you don't have to worry about it. If you're watching it by yourself with just you and some family or whatever, don't don't do that.
4: Yeah, but, I, well, I but I'm also I mean I the older I get the less interested I am in parties, so I I'm completely content just watching it in the living room with my wife and hoping that it that it goes accordingly. But if it doesn't, there are plenty of windows here for me to chuck something out
6: of. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure WWE will kind of, I mean, they're going to have to compensate everybody, I, I assume. But if it's so bad that you basically have to wait until the replay airs to watch it fine, I'm sure WWE is going to do something with compensating.
7: They better give us all free WrestleMania DVDs.
6: <laughs>
4: Hold on. I was happy to find
6: out that
4: WrestleMania is the replay is actually gonna be available on the network immediately after. Oh yeah. But but still with a four hour pay per view. I, I don't plan on staying up until four in the morning that Sunday when I have to work
6: Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, agreed.
7: Yeah. I I totally get that, you know, and and it, it is awesome though that they are giving that option to people. Um, because that's a definitely help for people who may not, you know, who may actually be working that night during WrestleMania and who want to come home and do want to watch it. At least they'd have that opportunity. Um, so that's really cool on WWE's part. I think that's just me personally though. So, um,
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely give it a shot. And, um, you know, I, I'm, most of the matches I'm actually really looking forward to. I think Cena and Bray, are going to tear the house down. I really like that build, and I think they're going to have a great match together.
7: Give me your uh, predictions, then. Can you, run, you? We can run down the. You know, if you can, just give me a few of your predictions.
4: Um. Well, okay. Undertaker is obviously going to win, mm. but I also think that there's going to be at least one moment where I'm like, Oh my god, Brock might win. But I do think Undertaker will win that. Um, With Cena and Bray, I'm going to say Bray Wyatt wins. Okay. Only because if we're assuming Daniel Bryan's going to win against Triple H, and then Daniel Bryan's going to get his big moment, winning the title, and then... Undertaker's is going to win. That's three baby faces. You're going to have to have a heel win at some point. I think. I think Bray wins, and then Cena gets his win back at Extreme Rules. Okay,
6: makes sense.
8: Fifty-fifty booking at its finest for the E. <laughs> well, right. well, it's not just that. It's that
6: even though you could make the case that, say, Cena has to do something crazy to win. Bray would win by the fact that Cena had to go out of his character to do it it's not the same to the core audience that just sees oh Bray lost I think that's huge for Bray to win and beat Cena and then you can have some kind of crazy stipulation match to have Cena win at Extreme Rules or whatever
8: I still think Cena wins by DQ after the Wyatt family goes nuts on him. Uh, I just that way it, it'll flow. I think the story would flow better because Bray's already said it doesn't really matter if he wins or loses. It's just about trying to break Cena, and I think by you know hell or high water, it's gonna happen.
6: You don't think they'll have him get ejected like they did in the Bryan match?
8: Uh, it's a possibility, but I don't think that's gonna stop them. <laughs>
7: Well, uh, Josh, who do you think is going to win that battle royale? I,
4: I want to act like I care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Big Show is not. They, it, they made it way too obvious, so I think Big Show's out. Um, I guess my pick would be Sheamus, but I don't even really want that. I hope that one of the three unnamed people wins it. I'm hoping RVD or... I, 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 Sting is not going to be part of the battle royal. That would be a dumb way to bring him in, I think. But somebody, somebody other than Big Show is my pick.
6: <laughs> he won't win, but I bet Jake the Snake gets his Royal Rumble moment that he didn't get. Oh, what's that? Uh, Jake Roberts getting in as one of the mystery people to get. His I
4: oh, moment he didn't I, get. I think that's a very big possibility because he didn't get into the Royal Rumble, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
4: and he's going to be in New Orleans, obviously. So hell, why not?
8: Yeah, yeah, I'm much the same way. Uh, I, I still think a young guy should win it if, it's, uh, if this is just a one-off. Uh, somebody really needs the push. Uh, there's about half the roster on that <laughs> thing that could use the push right now. Um, but if this is going to become an annual thing, then I don't mind an established star winning it. Just sort of make a big deal. Um,
6: Are they still doing that thing where they have to carry the thing around?
8: I think that's still the plan. I haven't read anything to say the contrary, but, you know, WWE can change their mind on the drop of
6: hat, so. I'd imagine that since they took the time to build such a magnificent trophy and they have to carry it around, it's going to be annual. But, you know, mm. whatever. Yeah, who knows? <laughs>
7: yeah, it, it, it's up in the air for now. We'll have to wait and see what they do.
6: I just don't want to see Battle Royal, the pay-per-view. <laughs>
7: Yeah. That's the truth. Well, you know, Josh, what do you think? So we talked about the Battle Royal, but what about the Divas Invitational? How do you feel about that? Who's going to be the winner out of that one?
4: My pick is AJ. I, I think that they've, they've booked it to where it's so obvious AJ's going to lose it that I think she's going to keep it.
7: Okay. Great pick. <laughs> Well, uh, we mentioned that one, but we forgot about the pre-show. You haven't re- predicted the pre-show yet. So what do you think about the pre-show tag team, Fatal 4-Way?
4: It's way too early for the losers to lose it. So I'm going with the losers.
7: Okay. That's a fair yeah. pick. Now, uh, one of the biggest questions, and I think you're going to choose Daniel Bryan, but I'll let you choose for yourself. Triple H, Daniel Bryan, who moves on to the main event, the Triple Threat?
4: I I can't believe that WWE would be stupid enough to not have that WrestleMania moment with Daniel Bryan, especially because we've seen Bryan get screwed since August. And especially on, on the Facebook posts and even other sites, people are predicting... Like soon, Punk comes back and then screws Daniel Bryan. I just think that's way too many screw jobs in one year. If Daniel Bryan's going to win it, he needs to win it at WrestleMania. You can't screw Daniel Bryan just for him to get get the belt at Extreme Rules. That's that's a horrible climax. Uh,
6: agreed. Mm-hmm. Do I see? I don't see that. There's no way we don't get a Fatal Four Way.
7: A Fatal Four Way.
6: There's no way Triple H passes up getting in the main event.
7: Do you agree with that, Josh? Do you think that Triple H is going to find a way to make sure he's in that main event?
2: I could see a
4: fatal four-way happening, but at the end of the night, it, it's got to be dana Bryan. I, I, can't, I can't see any other scenario that would make any sense whatsoever.
8: Mm-hmm. I'm in complete agreement with you. Uh, you know, they can't screw this around anymore. They have to pull the I mean, if they don't pull the trigger then I don't think there's any way Brian comes back from this. So, I think it only makes
7: sense that he has to go over. Yeah. I, you know, I think most of uh, every wrestling fan, for the most part, is choosing Daniel Bryan. Uh, I have not heard very many people choose against Daniel Bryan winning this. I think it is time for the payoff. We've said this plenty of times. Uh, but it, I think Sean breaks up a great point, how, you know, Triple H's ego... <laughs> It's kind of big, and it makes you really worry that he's going to find a way to make his way into that main event.
6: It's not just ego; it's it makes sense, right? Brian's all about overcoming odds, mm-hmm. so why not put three against him?
4: Well, right, and, and that's what I, that's what I like about. It. I do like that Triple H put in that stipulation that if he wins, he's in it, because that does plant that seed of doubt. It's like we all know, Triple H's ego, so it. it it points us either that I was like, "Huh, Daniel Bryan should win, but you know how Triple H is. It, it, maybe he he wants the glory, but I, I can't think that he's his video might be big, but he can't be that dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: that is the dream. About... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just
6: why? Just... What do you think about uh? <clears throat> There's people saying that a way to get Hogan involved or to have Vince come back is to have Triple H win by some crazy manner, and then Vince or Hogan come in and put Brian in the match anyway.
7: I'm not sure we heard that, Sean. You're kind yeah of up a little bit there. Um,
6: uh, are
7: you talking about CM Punk or are you talking about Hulk Hogan? No,
6: I'm talking about if uh, to have Vince come back and put Brian in the match anyway if he loses to Triple H for some reason? Okay. Or have Hogan do it?
7: He's still breaking up real bad, yeah. man. Yeah, Sorry <laughs> about that. Dang. I know. It's just it's sometimes with the mic, it's affecting. But, I mean, uh, what other scenario could you see, Josh? Because do you think that Vince McMahon could come back and maybe put Daniel Bryan in another situation to kind of combat maybe what Triple H and Stephanie are doing?
4: Um, I mean, I'd, unfortunately, unfortunately, I couldn't hear what Sean said at all. So, uh, as far as I, I mean, I could, I could see a scenario where the Triple H and Bryan match ends like with a no contest, and both of them are in. I could see a fatal four way. I also read, I, I, I don't know if it was on the Wrestling to the Max. Facebook page or another Facebook page where somebody who said that both of them would get in and then CM would come back and he would also get in. As much as I think that could be cool, I think that's overbooking, like oh, yeah. Vince Russo standards kind of <laughs> overbooking.
6: <laughs>
2: uh, that's the other thing. I think even Russo
6: wouldn't do that. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you know, it, it, it's going to be a very interesting uh, part of the pay-per-view. I think when we get to the main event, I think all of us will be on the edge of our seat just to be waiting to see what's going to happen. Is someone going to get screwed over, or are we going to get a clean win, or is it going to be a no contest? We, we just don't know, and that's what's so great about it. If anything else, this whole controversy has made WrestleMania a little bit more fun and a little bit more edgy, you know? um i i think if we just had the standard cookie cutter situation i don't think we would all be like we are right now just really curious having conversations like we're having and that's great that's what i love about this it's it's kind of controversial uh it gives us a topic to debate about and that's nice i mean it's really cool for us all to have great opinions and this is one of the i think one of the maybe the most or one of the i don't know paul you'll have to help me out sean uh one of those wrestlemania made events that just can be talked about in various various ways it's not just one ending it could be seven eight ten endings that we could all predict uh i i agree the endings are uh really diverse if you want to go
8: out there and try to find some crazy stuff to make happen um right now I can't really think of any situation that's really been like that. I mean, the Fatal or the four way at WrestleMania 2000 comes to mind, but I think that was still kind of set in stone that what was going to happen there too. So, um yeah, I really the only smart decision in this and is Brian to go over and if you need somebody to come out and screw him after he's had a celebratory moment then go for it, but I mean, if he walks out with a title is really all that needs to happen before you start getting in all this crazy talk about punk or
7: events or some something random happening, you know. Yeah, and, and the one thing I'll say and I'm sticking to my guns on this, I do not want to see if Bree Bella does win the Divas Championship, them celebrating yeah. together. I am sorry. I don't want to see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> why?
7: I just oh, I don't I'm sorry. I'm just not you know, I'm not a total Divas fan. It's it's that's probably why. I just but don't want to see it
6: gonna be married a week later it's not like they're just uh, in total divas because it's a show uh,
7: i don't they can do that on their marriage day they can hold those titles up all night long i don't care just don't do the wrestlemania
4: yeah Uh, yeah sorry Uh, sorry gary i disagree i would uh, i would love that
7: (laughs) well y'all can enjoy it i will not be happy um this is one of the times i'm glad to disagree (laughs) <laughs>
2: hey, to, to each of their own,
4: that's
7: fine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, I'm a Ken Shamrock fan, that shows you. Um so
6: <laughs> Well who wasn't a Ken Shamrock
7: fan? I don't know. I've heard plenty, plenty of people say that we didn't really care for it. So okay. uh but you know, long story short, we forgot one match and this is my fault. I forgot one. It's a very important match, Josh. It's the Shield versus the Attitude Era. That's right, Kane and the Outlaws. Who do you have in that one?
4: i I, I, I say S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, as much as I would love to see Roman Reigns break off as a superstar right away, S.H.I.E.L.D. just turned face. I think you could at least get a couple months out of them as a face faction. And then maybe have them split up during like the the boring times of the year, like say June or well July's Money in the Bank or whatever you know. Even though, you can even pull them off until the fall. I, I don't think I think that if you break up the, break up the Shield right now, it's going to be lost in the shuffle with WrestleMania. I say do it during the slow time of the year. Keep SHIELD together as a phase unit at least for a couple months. Mm
7: -hmm. Mm. Okay. That's a fair assessment. I like that. Um, I think, you know, we kind of agree. Um, We talked a little bit about that earlier, and I think you're kind of alongside what we're thinking as well. Um, The SHIELD is just working right now, it's working too well, and people like it, and it's just, it's got to. It's got to take a little time before they do that breakup. And um, in, in, in talking about that, and, and hey, I'm glad you uh, are with us right now, Josh, because I'm, I'm going to let you join in this conversation. I think we were going to have it later. Let's go ahead and do it right now briefly. Um, let's talk about the fact that you know Daniel Bryan is the guy that's been chasing the title for so long. A lot of fans are mad. They wanted to see him win at other moments Uh, You know, Royal Rumble, the other, you know, uh, Elimination Chamber. They wanted Daniel Bryan to win that championship. SummerSlam was a big one. They all, you know, kept talking about why is he getting screwed over. Um, So long story short, all the fans want that title in Daniel Bryan's hands, but it's a slow burn. That's what we're getting. And it's, you know, coming to the boiling point where fans are like, you have to give Daniel Bryan the title. There are people uh, that are arguing the fact that it's the chasing the title part that's making this entertaining. If Daniel Bryan gets that title, what's next? Is it downhill from there? So I want your opinion, and we're all going to have to get into this and talk about it, but how do you feel about that? Do you think once Daniel Bryan captures it, let's just say captures it this Sunday, do you think it's going to be a downward spiral from there because we already got the payoff? What's next?
4: Um, actually, no, I, I will give uh, all credit to Paul because back in October, um, it, he actually brought up the idea of Dan Bryan Brian bringing up the, it was during a Facebook chat. and he brought up the idea of Dan Bryan finally winning the title at WrestleMania and in October, I was like, geez, that's, that's a long bill. There's no way they can do that. Well, well, they did it, and I, I think that it, it would be perfect. Um, and as far as people uh, saying, well, once he gets it, it's going to be boring, I say no, not at all. When Stone Cold won the belt from Shawn Michaels, it, yeah, he lost it, won it back, lost it, won it back. But it, it never diluted Stone Cold, and boom, Attitude Era which we all love, I think they could do the same thing with Daniel Bryan, maybe not with, like, the middle fingers and the beer drinking, but on a different level. I, I absolutely think that they could even flip-flop the title, even though Batista is flopped. But if they if they did it back and forth with Daniel Bryan, and but they used to, I think it could totally work. The fans are obviously behind Daniel Bryan as much, or well, maybe not as much, but close to as much as they were with Stone Cold in '98.
8: Uh, yeah, I mean, right now it's really hard to think that him running with the belt is going to, you know, suck or fail or anything. But, I mean, it's hard to debate the, or, you know, it's hard to argue against the fact that the chase for, at least fa- when it comes to faces, the chase is always better than the reins. Uh History is more, tells us that it usually is because uh, The Rock is my best example. Um, his face runs with the belt aren't exactly all that memorable, I mean. I remember his heel runs a lot better than I do his face runs, and that's just because he didn't have a lot waiting for him after he won the belt. I think in this case with Brian, I think there's a lot more set up for him to immediately have that next feud that's going to get you. Uh, I by no means think him winning the belt is is the end of the feud for the authority with him. So, uh, you know, there's probably going to be a rematch with Randy Orton at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if they managed to kick Randy Orton out and they bring Batista in as their guy, so this is going to be our face. Go get him. Um, you know, you could do it with any number of guys, really, but I think I think in this case it's not going to be true, but generally I do see the point because a lot of time, face runs get boring after a few months.
6: Yeah, I agree. In that, yes, normally face runs do kind of get boring. If we're talking about guys like Cena or guys like Rock that you're sitting there going, well, who are they going to wrestle now? I think Brian, he has ready-made guys right now. And then there's always that possibility that Triple H could step in if he feels like it's necessary. So, you know, I think for now it's fine. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody's understanding what I'm saying, but...
4: Oh, no, I I I totally get that. I I agree.
6: I you know I I just as far as Brian goes, I think the people that are calling the WWE, they're right. Let's keep dangling the carrot. I think it's dumb because you have more chances of people going, you know what? I thought this was going to be the day. And then I paid $60 for this or $70 for this and I get nothing. They're still doing the same crap they were doing months ago. I just think it looks bad. This is your first pay-per-view on the network. This is your first pay-per-view that you could get a lot of people that aren't watching all the time. And they go, oh my god, this guy we've been loving for months. He finally won. I want to see what he does on Monday. I think you don't get the same thing if he loses again. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I don't, I get the whole point. The chase is important, but at some point, the chase gets old, just like the tournament can get old. But I think Brian's so hot right now. If you have ready-made feuds for the guy, you plug him in. He's such a great wrestler. It doesn't matter.
7: Hmm. Yeah. And I totally see what you mean. And, you know, it's it's a whole controversy with a lot of fans because of the fact that, I mean, we all have our various opinions um, on the subject. You know, it's just very interesting. I like to look back at history, kind of like what Paul did, you know, talking about The Rock. And it's just, you know, watching the chase. I mean, I totally get where that is the most entertaining because you're rooting, you're pulling for a guy. Uh, and compared to a rain where you're just like, okay, well, can he hold on? Can he hold on? Um, it's just you know, it's exciting to an extent, but it's not as exciting as you know, I, I can't wait. This could be the night, you know, this could be the night. Um, so I mean, it's just a really interesting conversation piece, and I think a lot of people are having that right now. Um, now see. Uh, we're, I mean, let's just say this. So um, we're already kind of talking about post-WrestleMania Daniel Bryan facing people. Um, I think a lot of people are thinking that Batista would be the guy because, you know, he is going to have that movie coming out this summer, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, do you kind of perceive that Daniel Bryan's not going to have a long title reign? Do you think it'll be a title reign to where maybe Batista gets to borrow the belt for a few weeks to do a movie? Uh, premiere and walk down the carpet with that title belt, and then come back and maybe Daniel Bryan get a couple months out of it, or do you see them letting Daniel Bryan hold it for a little while and continue to fight the hmm. authority week in and week out?
5: I,
4: I think he kind of has to hold the title for a long time. We've already seen the one day title reigns with Daniel Bryan. I, I mean, I, I would personally like to see him hold the belt at least until summer slam then okay fine maybe batista gets it to promote guardians of the galaxy or whatever but and until that point i think daniel bryan needs a lengthy title run uh
8: i'm in complete agreement with that um i i I want to say a year, but I know that's going to be too long for WWE to try to book out. Uh, if Batista absolutely has to have the title, which apparently for movie stars it becomes apparent, uh, if we're using The Rock as an example, uh, <laughs> Guardians doesn't come out till August, so they have some time to work with with Brian's run. So, I mean, I wouldn't want him to lose that SummerSlam just because they're trying to put more importance on there, and I really don't want to see him lose it there. Um, but, I mean, I guess that would be good reflection booking, like hey, he got screwed out last year, and now we're here again, and you know, he loses. I mean, but uh, I, I would think either the month before or maybe the month after, somewhere around summer uh, after, before SummerSlam, something like that.
6: Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with SummerSlam because at least he made it from one big event to the next big event. Uh, you kind of brought up something kind of funny, Paul. It's just like, oh, well, you won it and then lost it and then you're going to lose it again So at SummerSlam. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind it as long as he has it for a few months. I What matters to me is the crowd reaction, the ratings, even though I don't think they matter anymore. Uh, nobody, not everybody has a Nielsen box, and even now with all the DVRs and the whatever that can track you, uh, but they aren't as... Uh, legitimate as the Nielsen boxes I think that's all old school mentality of how to track people how to track fandom it's so hard actually nowadays how to track who really is a superstar I guess merchandise is kind of one of the still old school trends that you can still use Um, now they have Twitter ratings which doesn't really matter because WWE wins those all the time anyway because they're so active on Twitter but I think it depends on if you can tell that people are still interested, to me, that, that's what matters. I think WWE needs to learn to listen to what the fans want more once Brian becomes champion than say, okay, Batista needs a title because he's in a movie. No, he doesn't. We saw The Rock hardly ever walk around with that title when he was promoting that movie. You think Batista's going to do that? No, he's not. Mm-hmm. He, he's not going to, I don't think he is. And I think that'd be just Vince should have learned from the rock. And Batista cares about being a movie star more than being a wrestler. He's not going to carry that title around right everywhere.
7: Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. <laughs> Cause he's probably going to want to be taken seriously. And I think he's going to feel like he's not, if he's carrying the belt around. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, it's, it's really interesting. And that's another great question that Sean brought up, you know, how is it going to be perceived with the fans? Are there is you know Daniel Bryan's title run? You know if it happens and when it happens, are the fans going to continue this yes movement? Are they going to continue to support Daniel Bryan the same way they did during the chase? Um, it's a really big question, and there's a lot of doubters out there right now who say no, it's it won't be as exciting, and a lot of people will kind of just become just casual again and not be so animated because of, you know, the chase itself. How do you feel about that, Josh?
4: I mean, everybody has their own right to their own opinion. Personally, I see, you know, I see every once in a while people saying, oh, I would love Daniel Bryan to get screwed over. I kind of think that it's because Daniel Bryan is getting so over that now it's becoming the cool thing to hate on him. And, you know, like I said, they each their own, but if you want to hate on him, then fine. That's up to you, but I still think that Dan Bryan is going to be the new face of the company. And just like, Everybody loved John Cena in 2002, and then he became the big star in 2005, and then people started hating him. When Roman Reigns becomes a big guy, eventually, people are going to hate on him. If Big E becomes a big guy, people are going to turn on him. That's just how wrestling goes.
8: Yeah, uh... I'm not gonna. Say, I mean, I didn't get tired of seeing it until about 2007 or so, uh, and that's just because by that point it's uh, it's just the same thing every day. Almost at that point. point, two years of that's a bit of a drag. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, if you're gonna, I mean, just like who you're gonna like and hate who you're gonna hate. I know I've said that on here before, but I mean, wrestling fans are trying to be so hip with everything, and just if you like the guy, just like him. Don't worry about everybody else. <laughs>
6: Yeah. yeah, I I and agree with that. The internet is so... Don't go by the internet. They're, those people are so fickle. They They jump from one person to the next person, and as soon as they become a heel, they're the best thing ever, and then when they become a face, they're the worst. I mean, it's just so dumb. And I'm not saying everybody feels this way. Obviously, everybody kind of feels their own different thing. But as a collective, it just feels like there's just all of a sudden this hate going around for Brian. Because, oh, the Yes Movement. We don't like that it's a Yes Movement. We wanted it to be just a chant and whatever. It's like, guys, they're embracing him. Shut up and just... Deal with it, man. Like, either embrace him or don't. Like, why do you have to always be against the grain all the time? Mm-hmm. Just your guy's finally getting what you wanted. Be happy, right? You know?
7: It's so funny to me that people, you know, get so excited about a guy, but once he gets, you know, really popular with the entire crowd, once the i also say it this way: once the kids and the ladies start liking him, they start feeling like, oh, he's too cartoony. I don't want it to cartoony guy. What happened to that gritty wrestler, the pure wrestler that I used to know? What happened to that guy who wrestled in gyms with, against guys with staph infections? You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 they want the gritty, they want the nasty. And now they feel like this guy is. You Jeez, know, you
6: really want a nasty guy with staff infections? I know, sorry. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I just had to throw that in there but i mean i just feel that way and, and honestly when i watch raw sometimes i kind of think wow daniel bryan has gotten so cartoony i don't doesn't make me not like him i still like i don't daniel know bryan.
6: about you gary but i would have loved to see brian in the scooby d movie
7: oh yeah no i would love that no don't get me wrong i mean I, I don't have a problem with it i could see where other guys have a problem with it where guys let's just say honestly say stuck in the attitude era there's just mad, you know, we love CM Punk because he don't care. Daniel Bryan, look at him. He's just a cartoony yes, yes, yes guy now. And that's what I'm saying. That's my point about it. I think that's why you're getting that hatred. You're getting those kind of guys just because they are going against the grain. You know, so I don't know. That's just my thought process on it. Um,
4: I I, 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 100, I 100% I agree with that because they, even people that – People want to hate John Cena just to hate John Cena. And don't get me wrong, I hate the John Cena character, too. But when he puts on a great match with Daniel Bryan or CM Punk or Cesaro, I'll, I'll be the first one and say, wow, Cena put on a great match. But there's people that just will never give him credit for anything. Mm-hmm. And be like, no, Cena sucks. Cena sucks. He's a new Hogan. And I'm like, R- really? Uh, look at Hogan's matches for the most part. Yes, he had classics with with Ultimate Warrior or Andre. Yeah, but do you really think that Hogan could hang with Cesaro this day and age, even
6: in Hogan's prime? <laughs>
7: Oh, it'd be such an awful man.
6: If you watch Hogan versus rock with the sound off, it's terrible.
7: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it'd be, it's sad to say, I, I'm not a huge John Cena lover or anything like that. Trust me. I mean, I'm not a big fan, but I will say this. I respect John Cena. And uh, and it's something that Hulk Hogan proved and proved time again. He got guys over that he really wanted to, and it was very very rare. John Cena is putting guys over uh, right now. He, and Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan was one of them. You could say Cesaro. He had a great match. <laughs> even if John Cena won, he you know really honestly Cesaro still kind of got over uh, with John Cena in that match. And then I will say to Bray Wyatt. We never know this Sunday. Could be another situation where John Cena is willing to give a guy, you know, a kind of a help out and push him a little long. Um, that's just you know the way to look at it. And well, I
6: <clears throat> we need to before this thing ends. We need to get to NXT, but I wanted to get this out there before we end because Josh is on here. Do you? I, mean, I know Triple H kind of played around with this on Raw and on the previous Raw before that. Do you guys really think if certain? But let's say, like a lot of the new guys or the younger guys or whatever. In Brian's case, he's not a totally young guy, but let's say we, a lot of the guys that are from NXT or of the people that we like or whatever win their matches or look strong or whatever. Do you think that this WrestleMania can be the start of the reality era for real or whatever that era is going to be called? where we start seeing a changing of the guard.
7: Uh, You're breaking up again, Sean, but I think what you're getting at is, is do we see this WrestleMania being the time that a new era that we see the young crop of guys, you know, become more prevalent and we start to see some of the older guys kind of go lower on the, you know, you, we see more of the young guys getting over basically. What do you think, Josh? I I don't know. I didn't hear a lot of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, I think what Sean was trying to say was he was trying to say, do you think this is the start of a new era possibly at WrestleMania where we see a lot of these young guys, you know, even though he's not really technically young, like Daniel Bryan's not real, real young, but he's considered more of a young guy. Do we see them be the guys that are more prevalent in this WrestleMania to kind of start a new era, this beginning, you know, of a new you know, age?
5: I
4: definitely think it's possible, and I hope so. I, I even starting in the pre-show, I hope that Cesaro puts on a great performance, and I hope that Bray stands out at WrestleMania. Win, lose, or draw, I hope Bray stands out. I hope that even Roman Reigns. I hope I hope the Shield altogether like steals the show on the main card. I think that. Well, Undertaker, and Brock, neither one of them are young guys, but I think that's actually going to be a great match, and I hope it's Daniel Bryan's night. It needs to be Daniel Bryan's night, and I'm looking forward to it.
8: I'm not so willing to sell out uh, that we're going to, or to say out loud that this is going to be the start of a new era or anything, Um, just because I don't know if Daniel Bryan's that guy that's going to be somebody that starts the new era yet. I'm not willing to go that far, but uh I do think we could uh it's definitely possible there's you can sort of see it on television at least that they're <clears> starting <throat> to shift back toward more towards wrestling um which has sort of been the opposite of what the last arrow is about, where it's more about you know talking and all that other stuff, so I don't know it could be i I'm just not willing to go out on a limb yet and say, yeah, it's gonna be it
7: yeah i mean i, I i'm kind of with yeah, I mean, I, I will say this. I think we're going to get a lot of young guys uh, involved. I think they're going to look strong in this pay-per-view, and I think that we're going to get a sense of what our future will look like. A new era, per se, I'm not so sure I can say that, kind of like Paul. He basically said it for me. Um, because, I mean, I, I think that there's a certain time and a certain way that happens, and that's going to happen organically. I don't think just mm-hmm. having a card set up a certain way to book a card will work that way. So I don't know. Uh we will see uh how that portrays. Uh Shonda, what were your thoughts?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's possible. We can get there for sure, uh depending on what happens. I think WWE just kinda has to need has to have faith in these guys, right? Uh they have shown this already. But just make sure you put the focus where it needs to be. Definitely. Well, you know,
7: uh, I hate to cut this short. We've had a lot of fun, but we need to go and move on to NXT. Uh, And so unless, Josh, you want to stick around and talk some NXT, uh, it's your decision. Uh, But we're getting pretty close to the end of the show, um, and so I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to kick you off here, but, you know, if you don't want to talk (laughs) NXT, you know, I don't want you to feel like you're forced to stay. So it's your decision, man. Uh, No, 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 no.
4: I'm good. I'll probably head to bed now. I do have to work somewhat early in the morning, but um, you know, I just want to say you know, as as far as WrestleMania goes, whatever happens after, if you have a base of Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Bray, Wyatt, it's a pretty good start to a new era. Whether they move forward with it or not, that remains to be seen, but damn sure looking forward to WrestleMania this sunday
7: awesome mm-hmm. well th- pre- appreciate you being on buddy and hey call it anytime we always enjoy having you on man all right
5: thanks for having me guys have a good show thanks take buddy. it easy
7: man take it easy all right sean well you will have to get us through these uh NX the whole nxt and pretty much in bullet points because we are running really really short on time we've had a great conversation with josh uh, awesome. I'm glad we did that. But we're going to have to cover NXT before we head out.
2: All right. WWE Developmental NXT. The roar of the crowd. Stub your feet to the ground. Give it all
5: to me now. Cause it comes
6: only All righty. Hopefully I don't go out half the time that I'm saying this. Uh... We have a Divas match first. Emma versus Sasha Banks. Uh, Doesn't last very long. It's about like four minutes. Uh, It was good for what it was. Uh, Sasha taps to the Emma lock. um, Because uh, Sasha kind of hits Charlotte who gets to stand on the apron and it uh, surprises her. Anything of note that y'all want to discuss? Uh, I mean, I know
8: the BFFs thing is still sort of a big deal, uh, but I, I'd i rather have a more a much clearer picture of who's going to challenge Paige next, uh, who we haven't seen too much of since Arrival, which is really kind of sad. <laughs>
6: seems like it's going to be Charlotte, because Paige makes a point of it later. I,
8: I feel like it's going to be Charlotte, too, but I, you know so, just something to clear it up would be a lot better, I think.
6: I, for, I forgot to ask this, but do you guys think that they reformed the beautiful people as a shot to the... BFFs.
7: Hmm, it's a good thought because I kind of thought a little bit along those lines, but I'm not so sure they really were paying attention to what's going on in NXT. But you could be right. You really could be. It's it's a close. I mean, impression. Beautiful
6: people were the originals. So
7: yeah. Mm. yeah, that is true. That is very true. Um,
6: so. you want to say anything about the match before? Uh, you know I'm the, the match
7: the match was okay for what it was worth. I mean, it, you know, the, uh, we've seen these, uh, girls work together before. And so, I mean, I, I don't think it's anything spectacular, super special. I just think it's kind of funny that the BFFs keep losing.
6: <clears throat> yeah. Especially when, you know, if it was Bailey, I would, I'd have no problem with it. But when it's just like every diva on the roster beating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sension squash. That's it, pretty much. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Nothing to say
7: there. The Ascension wins.
6: Please, can we find a tag team for the Ascension? Ah, Please. Yeah, Sean is exactly right. We
7: need something else.
6: (laughs) You know, some people are griping at the fact that the Ascension didn't get called up for the WrestleMania match. But I think from a casual point of view... The outlaws are known by a lot more people than the people. Nobody that would know the Ascension. So, I think as we said with uh, Rusev, which it's fine because it's about a royal. But to just have a random tag team that, even though they're the NXT tag champs, not a lot of people know who the Ascension are, and it would come off kind of weird. Mm-hmm. To have them be in a WrestleMania match like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, probably the coolest thing, if you're a, uh, Brodus Clay fan, you get to see the new and improved Brodus Clay. Uh, he comes out in a old school, I guess like a, just a jumpsuit kind of thing, a wrapper deal. And then he takes it off and just kind of has a singlet on and it says redemption on the back. Uh, he... Xavier Woods gets a lot more offense than... I think any of us expected. They play up the feud, but... Which I also didn't expect. That's what's cool about NXT. They don't do that too much. If this was WWE... They would act like they never wrestled each other. Uh... Brodus does a jackknife now. To set up his splash from the top rope. Which... I think it's kind of cool. It's different. I mean, we see jackknives all the time. But still, it, it's uh, something devastating for Brodus to do. Uh, his promo afterwards is uh, something very telling. He's going for the title. And he takes a shot right at Neville. And he talks about how Diedby took everything away from him. And he's coming at full force to get that back. So... What'd you guys think? I don't know if that came all through, but...
8: Uh, the squash wasn't, um, anything special. I I do like Clay's offense, though. He's pretty much a, you know, a a bigger version of Taz, almost. Like, I mean, there's suplexes everywhere, and he's tossing the guy around. And especially now that he's healed, he's just mad. And I definitely think that's what they're... Regal
6: called him that. He's, a Regal called him a suplex machine. Yeah,
8: yeah. Um, so, I mean, I definitely think that is part of the point, um... And that, I mean, now that they've taken everything away from him and as he goes on to saying his promo, I, de- I mean, I'm very much interested in this Brodus Clay. This is the Clay I wanted to see since NXT uh, before we started getting Funkasaurus and all that, which was a nice distraction. But I think this is
7: where he should have been going the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, angry mean Brotus clay is way better than just dancing Brothers clay um I, I love the promo as well the promo worked out great because it kind of gave us a know of what he's feeling where he's been in his mind and all that great stuff so it definitely continues the story along and it, it makes people that don't watch nxt feel like they need to now
6: <laughs> right uh tyler breeze basically uh squashes Tatsu. I mean, we all love Tyler Breeze. Yeah. And we love to know that he's in the building and not in the building, yep. but this wasn't much of anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we get a nice page backstage interview where she talks about Charlotte that, it, you know, if she wants the title, that she can come and get it. But she was angry that she didn't get to have her moment. So that makes her want to beat up Charlotte more. And she kind of does this bratty thing where she wants the camera out of her face. So you can kind of see Paige is kind of trying to develop some kind of character here. I like this. She's not just this badass. She's also kind of being like a... Paul said this before, and I kind of picked up on it a little bit more in this interview than in others. That they're kind of trying to make her like this. She feels like this... she's this entitled brat because she's such a good wrestler. or She's held the title a long time or whatever. I don't you know, are y'all getting
8: that or? Uh, I didn't get a lot of
7: what you said, but <laughs> you say she's uh, an, an entitled brat. That's why she's kind of acting, like Paige.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I like the way they're setting her up here, and this is what I was kind of alluding to earlier. That I mean, this definitely helps clear up the picture. Uh, and you know, yeah, you Paige now who's who is the champion, and she's not trying to decide ones. Uh, you know, they're trying to book her where she's not really face or heel or anything like that. You know, the tweener role. But I do like it for her. it works. Uh, she's that sort of, she is that sort of, you know, character that it, it just works perfectly for. Her.
7: Yeah, I I agree. I I do like the dark brooding page. Uh, that's just me personally. Um, her having a little bit more character though doesn't hurt her. Just to me, I'm more of a fan of the dark brooding kind. So.
6: Yeah, I understand. I think they wanted a little bit more of a human side to her. Than just the total BA page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't think when you get to the main roster that people are going to be able to latch onto that too much. Yeah, for sure. With a new person. Uh, very quickly, hate to do this very quickly, but honestly, just go watch the match. If there's something to watch from NXT, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, Corey Graves, Sami Zayn makes Corey Graves a hell of a lot more interesting than he ever is wrestling almost anybody else. Datis uh, have good chemistry, and Corey Graves doing his submissions and stuff works really well with Zane. Uh, he knows how to play it up very well. Um, you know, and then when he gets to do his own offense, it comes off well. Uh, they had to have a referee's decision, which I thought was really cool. You don't see that very often, and it makes sense for making Sammy strong, but also Graves gets a very key win in the whole thing
7: too.
8: Definitely. Yeah, I'd said everything
7: I was going to for the most part, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh yeah, I agree. We I mean, you just go watch the match, you'll uh enjoy it for what it's worth. I mean, Sami Zayn always does a great job, so.
6: Storyline's been built very well. Yeah.
7: So. Yes. Well, you know, we got to get out of here, guys. I hate to cut it short. We hate to cut NXT short. But we had a lot of great guests, you know, kind of show up, call on the phone. And we That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Um, so,
6: we had like a mini call-in show. Yeah,
7: which is awesome. Hey, we enjoy the call-ins. Call in anytime you want. That's why we have the phone number. Uh, so, long story short, uh, you guys, really quickly, can you give me a superstar that ah. you think deserves it this week?
8: Oh, Jesus. Um uh... I'm just going to go Daniel Bryan. Uh, He definitely brought a good end to Raw. So uh, this is definitely going to be his weekend too.
7: (laughs) Sean?
6: Daniel Bryan. Hopefully we're saying that next week too. Yep. Yep.
7: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I guess we'll just go with a hat trick. Daniel Bryan deserves it. So I think we'll all hope we get the hat trick again next week. So, well, everybody, we only got a couple of minutes left. So I just want to remind you, next Monday night, come check us out. It will be a WrestleMania recap. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great stuff, conversations. It's going to be nothing about uh, any of the stuff we covered today. It's just going to be WrestleMania and the Raw after. So you want to check that show out. It's going to be a blast. Uh, Sean, any quick comments about what you want? Do you, anything you want to plug real quick?
6: Yeah, we'll also talk about, I guess, where WWE goes from here, starting a new season and all that kind of stuff, I guess, for wrestling. Because, you know, most of the time it seems like things die with WrestleMania and start again the next Mm -hmm. night. You know, um, also be sure to check out that WrestleMania Legends roundtable if you haven't yet. Uh, It started tonight, so check that out. Um, Co-op and multiplayer is happening on Sunday night. Uh, Randa won't be there, but Gary might be there. We're going to do the first hour. is going to be a WrestleMania recap show before we get to the video game stuff. So, that's going to be fun. Uh, David never got back to me, so I don't know. Yeah. Mm. But at least me and you will be on there. Cool. And Paul, I guess if you're not doing anything after the show's over, you can come on too.
7: So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, sounds like we got a lot of cool stuff going on, guys. So you need to come check us out. But until then, if you're not living life to the max.
6: Not living life at all.
7: Shout out. Game of Thrones starts Sunday. Get excited.
6: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bu- see. <laughs>
8: WWE
2: developed-